You are listening to the Wealth Talk Podcast, hosted by Richard Adokasi from Create Wealth Network. The Wealth Talk Podcast is expanding on the principles that are within the map book, the Mind Assistance Program, particularly the Focus 11, which are 11 aspects that we focus on in life to create wealth. These aspects include mental, spiritual, physical, relationships, financial, yourself, contribution, new, business, learn, discipline. We will feature guests that specialize in these aspects to expand your awareness and consciousness on creating wealth. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Wealth Talk Podcast. We have an amazing guest right now. And, you know, a person that's so given, I actually met him, you know, like not too long ago. And as soon as I met him, he just started giving me game, just started showing me everything that's going on. Like, I'm a stranger. Why are you letting me know so much? You know, but um, he's, you know, he offered to come here as well. You know, I reached out and right away he said yes. I appreciate his time. I want to give it up. Thank you very much, Tim Eccles. Richard, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate being here, man. Okay, sure. I appreciate you, man. And, uh, you know, like, there's so much that I want to get into. You know, just for meeting you in such a short span, you know, you, I could see you got a wealth of knowledge. You know, and that's what the Wealth Talk Podcast is all about. But over here on this podcast, we want to take it all the way back. Gotcha. You know, so I want to go from the beginning. Like, where were you okay. born? What was life like growing up? Gotcha. You know, tell us about that time. So, born in Canada, but my parents are immigrants from Jamaica and from England. So, okay. you know, they met as, you know, childhood sweethearts, moved here. You know, young, mm. 19, 20, had me, and then just figuring out from there, right? They met so, where? Here in in, uh, in Jamaica. Oh, in Jamaica. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, 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 nice. And then they kind of migrated here together, and uh-huh. then, you know, got married, had me, had my sister a year later, and then that was it, right? Okay. And then we just grew from there. Uh-huh. So, do you, do you remember, the like, traveling, or you were too young, like, when they... So, didn't really travel back to Jamaica. No, like really. from when you went to Jamaica. Oh, they came here and then had you. you oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, I got so you. I, okay, I okay. never been back there until I was a little bit older. Okay, right? yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 They're yeah. young. They're young adults trying to figure out their finances mm-hmm. and everything. And I'm thinking back to it now. I'm like, man, like what they went through, I guess, you know, in the 80s as yeah. like young immigrants is yeah. difficult. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, we see similar struggles still happening today mm-hmm. for people that are immigrants coming yeah. to this country, right? Yeah, so, so when they came in, like, what, what was it like? Like, because did they have you right away, or, or they yeah, settled yeah. in first? Or? Yeah, they got married right so they landed, uh-huh. to Justice of the Peace, got married, mm-hmm. and then had me. Okay. Right, so okay. my parents are still very, very young. Yeah, right? so and at that it. time, they were just starting out, so you remember, obviously, them they're come up, like, what was that like? So it was a struggle, right? Okay. But, you know, once again, you know, think about the rate of inflation, think about the economy back then, you could, you know, get a house or, you know, off of one income and have a, an apartment at first and mm. kind of grow quickly to get mm. a house, say, by the age of, like, 23, 24, off of an income where you're making $60,000 a year. Yeah, right? yeah. And get approved for a mortgage. Mm-hmm. This day and age, that's yeah. not realistic. It's yeah, not exactly. Happen, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember seeing them go through those that process, mm-hmm. being a young, being, you know, thinking about, what the age they were at when they had their first home mm-hmm. and raising two kids, right? Mm-hmm. And juggling everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a story that I think a lot of us kind of resonate with because we've seen that yep. firsthand. So yep. I think that's yep. where our work ethic comes from, our drive, our yep. dedication comes from seeing what, once again, immigrants come into a foreign country and making it work mm-hmm. and actually starting to thrive. Yeah. But not being wealthy, mm-hmm. but still succeeding. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. Whereas in this day and age, like you have to be 
pretty successful to even own a home now. Mm, yeah, exactly, exactly, right? exactly. And we're successful sure. to have, you know, good income, good career, $100,000 at least a year kind of thing. You yeah, know? yeah. Even right now, people get $100,000, it's not enough to, to own a home, you know? You but it. yeah, so at that time, though, because I want to go back into that yeah, time, yeah. right? Because you're, 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 you're coming up, you see them struggling. Like, do you think they made an impression on you, like, in, in terms of what they, were, what they were doing? And, like, you know, how, how was it as a kid? Like, were you still enjoying your time? Or, were you, or did you feel the, the struggle? Like, so, like, my parents did a really good job to, I guess, shelter my sister and I from seeing the struggle, even mm -hmm. though we were, like, aware of it happening, but mm -hmm. we never really wanted for anything because, once again, we, you know, we understood the work they were putting in mm -hmm. and the time and the effort, so mm -hmm. we weren't, like, we didn't need a lot. Okay. We just needed, you know, hey, we have a roof over our head, we yeah. have food in our bellies, yeah. we don't need much else, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I had a Nintendo, Super yeah. Nintendo, yeah, yeah, yeah. we had a bike, but, uh -huh. Uh -huh. you know, when you see some other friends of maybe different, you know, ethnicities, yeah. and we're kind of in a melting pot, yeah, so you yeah, see yeah. other things, uh -huh. but you're not really comprehending why they may have more, mm. or why they may be in a certain situation versus where you're at, but you don't really compare it that yeah, 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 yeah. Not until you get older, mm -hmm. junior high school, high school, you start kind of comparing and seeing kind of like the social class differences mm, right? yeah. but when you're young you're kind of oblivious yeah. and kind of protected from seeing that mm -hmm. so. so that's right so you were, you were there i guess you're you're enjoying your time you've seen this stuff so where like it's when was it that you said okay you know what like right now there's a, you know there must be an easier way or something like that because you said when you reached high school and stuff like that like what was was there like a particular situation that made you like give you like, like an aha moment or something like that a little bit yeah so you know i got into computers so my father he was an electrician then he got into like it building like um uh what's it called uh like hub like hub centers or like those kind of like what are they called i can't remember the name but you know talking like uh we're, we're like network, or, yeah, like network that, centers, like, right? So okay. you set up all the different routers and like the stack okay. routers and all yeah, that yeah, for yeah, big yeah, yeah. corporations, okay. banks, okay. and okay. you know, okay. things of okay. that nature. So I seen that from a young age, and then he would kind of bring me on site at mm. a young age to kind of help him on the weekend do some cabling, oh, nice. some wiring, do some configuring. So mm. when I was in grade four, grade five, mm. I started to like build computers and understand how they worked. Oh, wow. So I got on the internet very, very early. Okay. So I was kind of ahead of the curve. Mm. So fast forward a bit till maybe... I think I'm 13, 12, mm -hmm. 13, mm -hmm. I get on like the internet, like, okay. and I'll go deep a little bit, MIRC, uh -huh. FTPs, uh -huh. that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. where, you know, Is that like the coding or something? It's kind of coding, right? Okay, okay. Now we have BitTorrent and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. right? It's mm -hmm. easy to get, but I was getting that stuff through like- Yeah, from early. From the You were there when those big, big rooms where all those machines and cords and everything, so you, you got in for that time. From that time, yeah, 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 and then yeah. something clicked in my head saying, hey, there is a demographic, you know, and I love music, right? Mm -hmm. So he said, how can I turn this into a, and this is, I'm 13, 12, 13, thinking yeah. about how to generate revenue from doing this, okay, right? Okay, okay. So I said, okay, you know, dad, I want to get a CD burner. I want to do all these things. I want to get a printer so I can print labels. Mm. And I'm thinking like this at a kid. As okay. A, as a kid. But he's telling me, hey, there's expenses, there's yeah. overhead. Yeah, like, yeah. What's expenses and overhead? <laughs> like I said, hey, your CDs cost money. Mm. The ink to the printer costs money. So he's teaching me these lessons from mm. a very young age. I said, okay, so if I'm going to sell somebody a burnt CD or whatever of X, Y, Z, I have to factor those variables mm -hmm. into my pricing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and now mm -hmm, as I look mm -hmm. back, I'm like, as a kid, I was yeah. kind of conditioned to be an entrepreneur. Okay. My brain was al always firing 
yeah. in this type of, you know, type mm -hmm. of way. Mm -hmm. But you said your dad taught you about that. Like, was your dad, like, in that? So, yeah, he okay. was an entrepreneur. But okay. he was in, like, okay. stuff, but he kind of just taught me the principles. Mm -hmm. And I had to figure out, okay, how can I take those principles and apply it to a different industry? Because I wasn't doing what he was doing, obviously. Yeah, exactly, right? but, exactly. But like you said, expenses. and Because I remember the, the first time I, that same thing happened to me. Yeah. You know, um, there was a, a, a showcase that we were running. And um, it was at the Rose Theater here in Brampton, yeah, yeah. right? And at that time, we had like we had the vending Got you. down, right? So I had uh, sponsors, Vinny's Pizza. Shout out to Vinny's Pizza, and um, they they were giving me pizzas. So they said, okay, we give you the pizzas, and then we're gonna charge you. Like they didn't even fully. They told me the price, but it went over my head. My, my whole thing was okay. Yeah, everyone's gonna get pizzas, you know. Yeah. Like that's what I was thinking at the time, yeah. right? Okay, perfect. And there were sponsors, and I wanted to create value for them. Of being sponsors exactly. right so i'm like okay we're gonna come in you know at the showcase everyone's gonna have pizza so we're going and yeah at the event like all i see is everybody with pizzas boxes all kinds of slices you know yeah. and we're yeah. selling for like a dollar a slice you know and then yeah like i was like holy like a lot of pizza coming even them like i seen them the guy who was delivering is like yo rich how you got us working today you know yeah. so they're going back and forth all these pizzas and then after, like, we saw, there were so many pizzas sold, oh, right? But imagine. they said they'll bill me after. So then after the following week, I had to go pay them the bill for the pizza, yeah. you know? And then after, then they, they told me the bill. They're like, yeah, it was a dollar a slice. And I was like, that's what I was charging for, a dollar a slice. So you broke even. I know, I broke yeah. even. Exactly. But I, was, I wasn't even thinking about, but after that lesson, that's when I realized pretty much what your dad taught you from early. And you were how old at that time? How at that time, I was probably like 20. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so and you learn that at 13 and stuff like that. So, yeah, so go deeper into that. So, you know, at that time about expenses, profit, right? And then you were selling CDs. Like, did you get that going? Was like, there was that happening? And I made that my thing, right? Okay, so, okay. junior high through high school, I was the guy because I had access to music early, mm. exclusive stuff. So, I'd make, and I was DJing too. So, I'd okay. make mixed CDs and okay. all that. And because I was doing parties, I was mm. doing the high school mm. events, I was out and about, I was promoting with a friend's older brother, all ages jam. So okay. I had a name for myself. Mm. So then I became kind of the guy in that part of the city. You want to go get some music? Mm. Go to him. Okay. I remember, you know. What was your name? That all back. <laughs> yeah, you gotta do. You gotta throw it out out there, bro. You gotta do DJ. Okay, the name back there was DJ Lyrics. Okay, so, and it's L Y R I C X. Oh, X. Okay, yeah, X. Jeez, yeah, yeah. okay. So DJ that was the Lyrics. old alias. And nice, people probably nice. still have old mixtapes with the DJ yeah, inside yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice, nice. So yeah, I mean, so that was kind of how I started to understand. Okay. There's like an industry, mm -hmm. there's marketing, there's a way to penetrate it, there's a way to promote yourself. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, I can use all of these tools to kind of build a brand. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what a brand was back then, but mm -hmm. now looking back at it, that's what I was doing, mm -hmm. doing all those things, trying to build my persona mm -hmm. in that industry, okay. right? And I'm like, wow, you know, that's, you know, 30 years of me, not I'm 30, like 20 odd years of me doing this. Yeah, right? yeah. Just ingrained in me, mm -hmm. right? So. Was it that just that? Well, obviously you had other things that were going on. Go into well, some of the other things you had going. So fast forward. So yeah. yeah. So after school, that, you had, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. so at the end of high school now, mm -hmm. so I got into the actual music business. I founded like a music label. So okay. I had some friends that were, you know, getting into trouble, things mm -hmm. of that nature. And I said, hey, I think we can act, you guys are talented. I think mm -hmm. we can, and I had no experience with going in the studio, mixing, mastering, how to go to the radio. I had no experience, but mm -hmm. I had a business mind. So I said, mm -hmm. okay, 
I'm not the artist. I'm not creative like that, but yeah. I think I can take your guys' creativity, yeah. package it, mm-hmm. and turn it into a business. Okay. So that's what I did, right? Yeah. I remember, you know, somebody sent me my first business card for when I was 18. I'm like, man, yeah. I had an incorporation, all these oh, things, wow. right? Okay. I had found an accountant. Like, I did all of this okay. stuff at that young age, right? Yeah. So but your dad put you on that on all that stuff too, or you no, just, no, that was okay. just me finding my okay. way okay. now. So your dad kind of opened a door, then there you just went, okay, yeah, and yeah, 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 went crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> and, like, and once again, all I knew was kind of music, and I wanted to be involved in music, yeah. but I didn't know in what capacity. I said, okay, there were some people at the time, you know, shout out to Cardinal and mm-hmm. Socrates yeah. and Chocolate, yeah, yeah. though, and you know, guys like uh, Mathematic and Decisive, mm-hmm. all these like, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, Classified, all these guys yeah. that were doing well, Chaos, you know, Ghetto Concept, Ghetto Concept, thank you, all those guys, right? Yeah, for sure. So they were doing well in the music mm-hmm. industry mm-hmm. from Toronto and traveling the world and getting mm-hmm. some notoriety. I said, yeah. okay, I think I can do something like this. And yeah. I actually had went to school with Socrates' little brother. Okay. So I had that real close kind of like, you know, bird's eye view. I'm like, oh, this is my friend's older brother. That's a successful artist. Mm-hmm. One of mm-hmm. the first ones to get signed to a label. Yeah, yeah. This is doable, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we, you know, I booked some studio time. We go, we record some songs. They're okay, yeah. and I started pushing it like how I would push my CDs, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Going yeah. around, getting mm. the CDs out, mm. get them some performances. Yeah. The first songs didn't get to radio, but we got better. So mm. maybe come to the fourth song recorded, yeah. I was able to get it on Floor 93.5, okay. get into rotation. Okay. They That's were showcasing one of these big um, performances at Dundas Square. Mm. This is all within the first of, man, that was that first summer, so... Graduated June, let's say August. These oh, guys were performing. Oh, for real? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 we're getting it. Like okay, that's how nice, fast nice. things accelerated. Because yeah. I understood how to put the pieces together of the mm. business, right? So looking back, these guys are like, wow, how'd you get us this far so quickly yeah, yeah. without you knowing anything? I, said, uh-huh. I just hustled it, but yeah. I applied sensibilities of business to it. Yeah. Right? So that was at the first venture. Yeah. And then we fast forward. So I'm running this label now. Now we're putting music out, we're traveling, mm. we're going on a tour, we're doing these kind of things. Yeah. And then I get this opportunity to work at the bank. Okay. Montreal. Okay. But I said, okay, I don't want to shut down my business. Yeah. I want to do them both at the same time. Yeah. Right? So I was able to negotiate like a four-day work week. Okay. Right? And then I can do on the weekend travel if I need to travel with them and all oh, that wow. kind of stuff. Right. So that's okay. how I juggled both of those things at the beginning. And the money I'm making from the bank, mm. I'm injecting that into my business, mm. right? Because recording isn't cheap. Mix and match, yeah. marketing, yeah. Exactly. music videos, exactly. That's, you know, wardrobe, yeah. photo shoots. Yeah. And I'm covering all those costs. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because right? I'm the quote-unquote CEO or yeah. whatever it may be, right? So mm. that's how that venture went. So when you, you were just talking about the bank and you said that you negotiated a four-day work week, that means they were looking at, after, like, they were looking for you to okay. join. So what, what, talk about that. Like, so that situation, like, uh, you know, I'm actually, once again, I'll give it up to my father. He had, he was doing some like networking stuff for them. Okay. Heard of an opportunity. They needed somebody to do some actually configuring of like laptops and okay. then give them away to like retired employees. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I can do that little job quick. Mm-hmm. I did that thing within maybe a week. They had planned for it to take a month. Yeah. I did it all within a week. Oh, wow. So it's done. And they go, hey, one of our, um, like a risk analyst was like on mat leave. Uh-huh. We have this, this vacant position. Yeah. Do you want to try this? work yeah i said All right, i'll give it a try okay and once again i had gone to college centennial uh-huh. for computer systems technology okay, okay and actually so running the label college first i was doing that first uh-huh. and then i fast-tracked college to graduate quick because i said yo i don't want to stay i'm making money making doing music business yeah, yeah. i want to focus on this yeah exactly, so exactly. i just fast-tracked college finished that graduated quick focus on the music label right 
Then okay. the bank thing comes up, and I still have a label going on. Do this little contract within mm. the first week, and then they offered me this other position. I mm. did it, mm. and then they actually offered me like a full time. Hey, did really well with this position. Yeah, you picked it up very quickly. Yeah, yeah. you actually you refined the processes. You mm. made it more efficient. Mm. We want to actually hire you on full time. Okay, I said. All right, cool. Yeah, right? Yeah, and then yeah. negotiated my yeah, terms of course. at yeah, that yeah, point. Because yeah. most people don't get to negotiate their terms, you know, so that shows that, I guess, the technology, the IT, you know, you had that badge on you from early, so, yeah. you know, it's, it, they, and they needed that. Like you said, you did it in fast time. Exactly. Right? But you're, you also said that you're in school too. Yeah, at first. So, when, so, so you're, you're doing all, all these different things at, at once. Simultaneously. Exactly. Okay. Right? So we fast forward a bit now. So... The label, I, was, I think 2006, 2007, we ended up going to the Juno Awards. Mm -hmm. So we get invited to go. And these guys are from Nova Scotia, my artist friends that were from Toronto, but they, their heritage is from Nova Scotia. Yeah. So we get invited to the Juno Awards in 2006, 2007, one of those two years. Okay. So we get like sponsorships. We go down there, red carpet, okay. we're performing at all the different events, nice, all nice. this kind of stuff. Go to the awards show. We didn't mm -hmm. win any awards that mm -hmm. year, but the experience was just... Wow, yeah. we've arrived. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I won't get into too much detail because I don't want to, you know. Yeah. But some stuff happened down there, mm. you know. And this happens with a lot of artists and you know managers, artists and their labels, because the artists kind of get to a point where they feel that, you know, because they're the stars now. Yeah. It's their show. Yeah, they exactly. Don't, they don't need a team. Exactly. They don't need support. They yeah. can do it on their own. Yeah, yeah. So you know, something ha some things happen down there. Mm. We come back to Toronto, and we had a studio at the time that I was renting out every month so we can go there, record songs at any time we wanted to. We were hiring our own engineers, okay. our own producers. Mm -hmm. Everything was in-house. Like, okay. I actually built a yeah. sustainable business for mm -hmm. ourselves, right? And then, you know, I, you know, after what happened, I decided to say, hey, guys, I'm going to shut down the label. Yeah. Right? You guys, I'll release you from the contract so you guys can own all your masters. Okay. I don't want any piece of it. I mm -hmm. wish you guys the best in yeah. your careers. And yeah. I kind of... Washed my hands of yeah. it, walked away and focused mm -hmm. on my corporate career. Okay. And then now the bank had offered to pay for me to go to Ryerson to do a business degree. Okay. And they go, hey, we'll fund it, just go do it. So I was doing that, mm. you know, in the nighttime now. Mm. So now all I gotta focus on is my corporate career and getting now this business degree mm -hmm. as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of what I was doing. Okay. So I was doing that and then I started focusing on getting like moving up in the bank now. So I went and got like my project management certification okay. and then I got uh, my Six Sigma and my Lean, which is process engineering stuff. And mm -hmm. then I started moving up the ladder pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. that was the next, let's say three, four years of my kind of tenure at the Bank of Montreal. Okay. I shouldn't say the name, but yeah, the Bank of Montreal is who I work for. Right? Yeah. And then that turned into another situation where, long story short, you know, I ran into an old colleague from the music business that hadn't seen me in many years, but knew what I accomplished over those times. Right? Yeah, like, I yeah. just kind of vanished from the industry. Mm -hmm. And I won't say his name because, you know, we had some success and failures and things, and, you know, it's <laughs> but he approached me and he said, hey, um, you know, I'm in the music business, and he was doing well. He was on the radio, he okay. won the Apollo in, uh, in New York, like he was doing well. Like, nice, he was known, nice. right? But he didn't have a team or mm -hmm. a manager, mm -hmm. anything of that nature. I says, hey, I'm trying to do something in the music business. I'm kind of successful, but I have no team. I remember what you did. Can you just maybe advise me? I'm like, I'm not really interested. Mm -hmm. So I kind of brushed him off a little bit. And then I finally said, okay, cool. I'm going to, you know, I'll give you some advice. And I yeah. gave some advice. You released a mixtape. It did well. And then fast forward a little bit. He's like, hey, I'm going to L.A. to go to the Grammys. Mm -hmm. Do you want to roll? Yeah. And I'm like. I'll take some vacation time. Yeah, yeah, you better go to the Grammys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right? And me yeah. thinking that, you know, he has tickets and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. We're just going to land and try to figure it out. Like, yeah. hustle things. So I said, oh, I'll fast forward a bit. So, 
that trip went actually surprisingly very well. Okay. And that kind of opened my eyes to the potential of going back into the music business mm -hmm. and making a substantial amount of money with this particular artist because I saw his his talent, uh -huh. his business acumen, mm -hmm. and we had a really, a really good chemistry mm -hmm. together to build something. So we that's what I decided to do. Okay. Right. So now I have a I'm at a crossroads now. So mm -hmm. I come back to Toronto. I'm at the bank. You know, somebody kind of you know. I guess had was aware that I was dabbling into the music industry uh -huh, because uh -huh. they had uh, a friend that had known the artist. Okay. Because they had owned a nightclub downtown Toronto. And okay. Performed there. So the person approaches me. I said, "Nah, I'm not doing it. That's a friend of mine. Yeah. Whatever, whatever." Yeah. It gets back to one of my senior executives. Mm. They call me in. Hey, heard you're having a side business. You mm. have to sign these forms mm. saying that it's not a, a conflict of interest yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And I said. Uh, it's not even, I'm not, so first of all, the business wasn't registered yet. So okay. like, there's no conflict of interest mm -hmm. with the financial industry. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's none of your business what yeah. I do outside of the work. It's exactly. not what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. The, my senior VP was really nice. And I was uh, at this time, now I'm a project manager and program manager at the bank for something called operational risk. Okay. And a new way of measuring um, these types of things that happen within the corporation. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, say a branch floods mm. or, you know, a mass shooter comes into the yeah. corporate office mm -hmm. or, you know, information gets breached and gets mm -hmm. sold to other banks. How do you manage that risk? Okay. That does quantify into a financial loss for the business. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. the banks weren't measuring that. So mm. we were the first bank to bring this approach called the advanced measurement approach to quantify those variables of risk okay. on the business side of the, of the banks. Okay. And we're kind of like, so um, I forget the government, but I think it's called OPSI they were actually using our business, like our process and our model to now implement this across every institution in Canada. Mm. So I was kind of heading up that project. Okay. So that's kind of what I was doing at the bank, right? Mm -hmm. So now, you know, the project's going well. I'm hitting mm. all of the KPIs and yeah. the milestones and mm -hmm. everything, so I'm doing well. But he's like, hey, you know, you're a young guy, and I'm still, like, I'm probably at this time 28, 29, okay. Okay. right? Yeah, yeah. So he's like, hey, you're a young guy, yeah. you've done well here, mm. you know, what do you want to do? Like, I understand you're at a crossroads. Yeah. He's like, I'll do you one better. I'll give you a leave of absence uh -huh. for like, you know, six months. Uh -huh. And you can kind of figure out what you want to do. Okay. So, all right, cool. So mm. then me and the artist kind of said, okay. I said, yo, let's do this. Six months. Let's, let's go. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. So we set up shop. Yeah. You know, we register the business. Okay. We have a studio. We have a okay. producer. We have videographers. Okay. We go to LA. We go to all these award shows, mm. BET Awards. And we okay. go to American Music Awards. Okay. We start traveling. We go to Atlanta, New York. We're just okay. going around. We go on these big tours. And mm. we start building something. Mm. So we put out this first mixtape. And we yeah. get it hosted by these guys called the LA Leakers from mm. LA. Yeah, I heard Power. of them. Yeah, so yeah, they hosted yeah. the mixtape. Yeah. for It was okay. crazy. It did very, very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, we can make this work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so then, you know, six months passed, and I was like, I get a call back from this SVP. Mm. Maybe around like November ish. Mm. Like, hey, come back to the office. Let me know how the past six months have been, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, so, you know, what do you want to do? Yeah. Right? And he's like, I'm like, he's like, okay, I'll make it easier for you. I'll, mm. I can give you like a really good like severance mm -hmm. situation, mm -hmm. and you can kind of have your swan song exit, and you mm -hmm. can now pursue like your dreams and your passions, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you ever wanted to come back, you can, mm -hmm. but he kind of did that in a very gracious kind of, mm -hmm. you know, offer for me. So mm -hmm. I said, hey, man, it's a really great career, mm -hmm. great job, mm -hmm. benefits, the whole nine. And people kind of will look back and say, that was a dumb decision for you to make. Why, mm -hmm. would, you, why would you leave? Mm -hmm. right? But something was telling me this is going to work. Yeah. Like, and I was seeing yeah. the fruits Result. of the labor. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, and it's working so quickly, mm -hmm. you know? I said, okay. 
if I don't do this now, mm. I'm never going to do it. Mm. So I said, okay, you know what? I'll sign. I'll take okay. the Severance. Okay. I'm going to go chase my dreams yeah. and continue to be an entrepreneur over here. Yeah. And that's kind of how I got back into entrepreneurship. Okay. So, but I digress. I don't want to like talk. That was proper. No, that's what, that's what we want here in the Wild Top because, you know, like so many people are at that point right now. Got you. You know, and, you know, shout out to the, the person you're working with because him offering that Severance, you know, it gave you an extra thing to say, okay, you know what? Yo, this, okay, I'll take it and go, right? But, you know, and, like, and, and even before he said, I'll give you the six months, you know, so like, People like that, like, we really got to, you know, acknowledge those people because he kind of gave you the alley-oop. He did. And I have to always give him the praise because he did. Mm. Like, he could have been, no, nah, I'm going to fire you. Yeah. This and yeah. that. I didn't make a choice right now. He mm. kind of gave me the, you know, the options. Mm. Hey, this is the path I'm giving to you. Mm. And once I talked to some other HR friends, they go, that never happens. Like, okay. This is a once-of-a-lifetime situation yeah right? and that you're gonna still mm. like leave the situation kind of clean and clear mm, right mm. and with money in your pocket mm. so why do you think he did that oh i think because i was a good worker like okay. i you know i did a really good job for the corporation like okay. i said I, when i was there like i was a trailblazer mm, mm, right mm. and i was like really dedicated to my to my job and okay. i was like helpful to mm. other so i was i made a real good impression mm. on a lot of mm. executives there as well right mm. and also being you know a young you know, young black men yeah, yeah. in a corporation, mm -hmm. this glass ceiling effect, all those mm -hmm. kind of things. Mm -hmm. A lot of those things didn't really affect me because the way I worked, yeah, the way exactly. that I worked with integrity mm -hmm. and I wanted to go the extra mile mm -hmm. and improve mm -hmm. how the bank operated. Mm -hmm. I wasn't just there for a paycheck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which mostly yeah. bulls, they're, they're there until exactly. they, hey, 55? Okay, mm. yeah, pension exactly. me yeah, out, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, this yeah, coast. Yeah, 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 me, yeah, I was like yeah, working yeah, hard, yeah, staying yeah. late, like mm -hmm. going above and beyond. I said, hey, if I'm here, Whatever I'm doing, I'm going yeah. above and beyond. Okay. I'm not just here to make a paycheck. Okay. And that's kind of how I've approached everything I've done mm -hmm. in my life. Right? So. so that's so even with your school, because you were saying you, you went through this school and that school and this school, and it, and it looks like you're improving yourself, like you really care about improvement. And that yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. right? And that was, I think, very key that I took those opportunities too to kind of continue my education and improve myself. Mm -hmm. Most people say, ah, I'm good. I got a family. I don't yeah. have to go get another certification. I don't mm -hmm. need that. Even mm -hmm. though they pay for it, I'm like, yeah. why wouldn't you take it? They're mm -hmm. offering it to mm -hmm. you. Right? Mm -hmm. So I said, mm -hmm. we take everything that they're offering to you. Mm -hmm. I'd be a fool not to mm -hmm. take it, right? Mm -hmm. So those are the blessings that were bestowed onto me. Yeah, I have yeah. to give all praise to it. You know? Yeah, like that, that's, that's really big because even, even till now, like a lot of people you know, hold themselves back, you know, um, to learn more and that, and with the map book, you know, with the, that's the, the Create Wealth Network, the program that we have, and it's about all aspects of life. And, you know, there's uh, something called the Focus 11, there's 11 things we focus on, and one of them is learn. Got you. Right? And, you know, just even just hearing you so far, you know, it's like learning is an important thing for you. 1,000%. Can you go deeper into that? For sure. So I can pivot a little bit to something else, because I want to go through my entire journey because getting into, the, you know, back into entrepreneurship, I started founding other companies. So it wasn't just a label. Mm -hmm. I had a second label. Mm -hmm. I had a film and TV production distribution company. Got into the luxury spirits industry, importing a champagne and a cognac. Like, mm. Started consulting within medicinal marijuana, other fintech companies, oh, commercial wow. real estate. I started doing a bunch of stuff because now I've seen, oh, wow, this is like a huge world. And because mm -hmm. I was rubbing the shoulder with certain people mm -hmm. from my music endeavors, I got access to other opportunities mm. because I had this business acumen. Yeah. Like, okay, you're not just a music guy. Yeah, yeah. You're a business guy. <laughs> so I kind of found myself in other opportunities because okay. of that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I was able to identify them and say, I'd be a fool to not try to capitalize on these other doors that are opening at the same time. Mm -hmm. And you always hear, 
every wealthy billionaire, millionaire has at least seven streams of income. income. Yeah, 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 so yeah. that was kind of always my ideology mm -hmm. to create other revenue streams. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. People were like, how did you build those other companies? I had other partners that were kind of the subject matter expert in the industry. So I'm not a, a film director or mm -hmm. a producer, but mm -hmm. my partner mm -hmm. went to film school mm -hmm. at, um, I think the CBC film school downtown. Mm -hmm. He had directed music videos and mm -hmm. short films. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, this is the guy I can partner with. And mm -hmm. he actually brought me the opportunity. Hey, I think we can do something in distribution and production and film and TV. Mm -hmm. I already do this okay. for a big company. We mm -hmm. were working for E1 at the time. Mm -hmm. I think we can do this for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So then because I was already traveling out in LA, I was in Hollywood, yeah. I was able to get a certain deals because mm -hmm. I was already in the industry. Mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. I'm out there for music, say I'm on tour, yeah. meet somebody else, say, hey, I'm shooting this film, but I don't have a distributor. Yeah. Hey, I have a distribution company. Okay. And I would parlay that situation into my other company. Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. everything I was doing just kind of worked cohesively. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like I was making a stretch to trying to run this business and that business. Yeah. It all kind of went hand in hand. Yeah, with, with who you are. What you just said right now, I was taking in, um, was it a Pivot podcast and Shaq was on there. Yeah. Right? And that's what he was saying. He's like, yo, he has like, I think he's like 100 something businesses. And he said, yo, he, he does a joint venture. So is that what you're talking about? Essentially, yeah. Okay, okay. Joint ventureships, yeah. Okay. But I was a little more hands-on because once again, I, I can build business processes in pretty much any industry. So I don't have to, once again, be the subject matter expert within the technical aspects of that industry. Mm -hmm. But I can understand, okay, I can take what you're working on, which is like the meat and potatoes, and I can build a successful process from end to end mm. around that. And that's what you went for all that learning, that all that studying got that's you out of it. all that I learned from my time at the bank and everything's mm. how to build processes and how to make them more efficient, lean them out and make them successful. Okay. And how you can implement them and sustain them. Okay. So that's kind of one of my, like that's my secret sauce. Yeah. Thing, right? And I apply it to almost everything that I do. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So right now, are you still, you know, learning? Like, I, I'm, of course, I'm, of I course. Think that's part, part of who you are, right? And uh, it's, yeah. I'm a forever learner. Yeah, right? exactly. And they say, you know, once you stop learning, you might as well cease to exist. Yeah, yeah. Like, learning is the catalyst of all success, mm -hmm. right? But also, you know, people don't like to talk about this, but the failures, mm -hmm. right? I always say when I do speaking engagements or whatever, and speak to, like, other young entrepreneurs, I yeah. say, you know, failure is the price of admission for success. Mm. Like you can't avoid it. Yeah. You can't. Like it's yeah. impossible to yeah, avoid yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may hear some success stories that, you know, the one-off, hey, the first time they hit a grand slam and they succeed. Yeah. That's very few and far between. Yeah. Right? Like I've had, like I said, a lot of those companies that I started after I left the bank, mm. both labels are now gone, mm -hmm. right? The film and TV production company, dormant status, and my mm. partner is kind of doing something else now. Mm -hmm. The liquor company, I'm about to shut that down because of all the stuff with the LCBO and the COVID, the, what's it called, the supply chain shortages oh, wow. and all that kind of stuff. So COVID really creamed us, right? Mm -hmm. Plus the levies and the duties and everything got increased. So mm -hmm. our profit margins in the liquor mm -hmm. kind of makes no sense the way mm -hmm. the LCBO runs. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, what else can I do? So I was kind of dabbling in crypto okay. all this time, right? Yeah. And I was really big into big. You are listening to the Wealth Talk Podcast hosted by Richard Adokasi from Create Wealth Network. The Wealth Top Podcast is expanding on the principles that are within the map book, the Mind Assistance Program, particularly the Focus 11, which are 11 aspects that we focus on in life to create wealth. These aspects include mental, spiritual, physical, relationships, financial, yourself, contribution, new, business, learn, discipline, 
we will feature guests that specialize in these aspects to expand your awareness and consciousness on creating wealth. Thank you and enjoy the show. Bitcoin and I was doing these kind of OTC, which is kind of over the counter deals. Okay, so let's start there though. Like we don't, yeah. we I don't want to go all in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Last time I talked to you, it was going over my head. For I'm sure. like, holy. You know, for so sure. let's start from the beginning. Gotcha. You know, so if we talk about crypto, because everyone probably knows when the first time they heard about crypto yeah. or whatever. When was the, when did you first hear about crypto? And it, so to be honest, so a friend of mine was doing Forex. Okay. Right? Yeah, and then forex, he yeah. kind of dropped the bug. He had a, like a, a very successful brokerage. Okay. And he was doing very well. And I put some money with him, invested with him or whatever uh -huh. in Forex. But I didn't understand for, even though I worked for a bank and I yeah. traded myself, uh -huh. I could never do it as efficiently as he did it. Okay. Right. And he had algorithms and mm. he's a mathematical guy. Right. Okay. So. Anyway, so he was trading for you? Trading for him. Okay, okay. Right? Yeah. But he had it kind of on an automated system. Okay, and kind of okay. following the same type of trends that institutional investors were doing. Okay. Even though he had a smaller book of business, yeah. he can kind of utilize the same polarizing techniques to be okay. successful on a smaller scale. Nice, nice. So then he started telling me, hey, I'm going to pivot into crypto. I'm going to try mm. to do the, you know, trade Bitcoin and all that. What, year, what year was this? Do you know? I'd say probably 20... So when I was just leaving the bank, so I'm on 2012... Okay, so I started 10 years ago. That I started hearing about it. Okay. I think it, it came out in 2009. Okay. But I wasn't really hearing about it those uh, times. Okay. And maybe I heard of one too, but I never really looked deeper into mm -hmm. it. I'm a corporate guy. I'm yeah. working in the finance because I didn't really understand what it was at that time. Yeah. Right? But then when he kind of started showing me about it, I'm mm -hmm. like, all right, it seems interesting, mm -hmm. right? But I never really jumped in. I said, mm -hmm. let me stay so in what the was it showing you? Just, I think this is going to be the future of currency. Okay. And how... Every institution's gonna, you know, like manage money and transactions. It's gonna be faster. It's gonna be, it's gonna, it's almost like our new digital gold. Okay. Is how he said it to me, right? I'm okay. Like, digital gold. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, I started yeah. hearing other people say, uh -huh. refer to it that way as well. Mm -hmm. So once again, I didn't really invest at that time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until maybe 2016. Okay. Now I said, okay, let me. And now I was, I was studying, I yeah. was reading about, so I was like, I believe in this technology. Okay. Okay. I think the blockchain is going to revolutionize how the world does transactions financially and mm -hmm. other things as well. Right? Mm -hmm. But I knew for the financial, because once again, I work for the bank, so yeah. I knew how antiquated, mm -hmm. how broken, mm -hmm. how, you know, insufficient it was. Mm -hmm. And the banks kind of build all these GUI interfaces over top of it for it to work. Mm -hmm. But it's so broken. Right, mm. and because I seen the mainframe, I see it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And when I was first my first career, like the risk analyst, I had to go and do that. So something called C caps, where people how like, you get the mortgages. Yeah, it's all done kind of like a DOS system. Okay, right. And I'm like, this is how the banks do this. Wow, this is crazy yeah, to me. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, okay. So crypto made sense to me. Mm -hmm. And all the different layers you got to go through to get a mortgage and get financing. It's just yeah. You know, yeah, you're, I know. Yeah, so I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah for right? sure, for sure. So I see this as like this is a solution that's gonna, like I said it's gonna solve all those pain points. Okay, and make it kind of one seamless process. Mm -hmm. And I'm a process engineer kind of guy, so yeah. the process made crystal clear sense to me. Okay, and even like the like the business objective of it made sense to me as well. Mm -hmm. So I started to dabble into it. I'm so at own. that time, was it just the coins? Because when I first heard it, it was more just, okay, you invest in these coins, invest in these coins. Was it just the coins that were out at that time? At that time, yes. Okay. You couldn't really invest into like Bitcoin at a level, like say an IPO. There mm -hmm. wasn't that 
So, okay, yeah. Because it's peer to peer, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so what happen. coins was he talking about for Bitcoin? Obviously. Just Bitcoin. Or oh, just Bitcoin. Just Bitcoin, okay, right? Because okay, okay. Ethereum didn't get created until I think 2013, 2014 ish. Okay, okay, so okay. Bitcoin was the it one. Was the Bitcoin, yeah. And there yeah, was yeah. other ones that came out, and I forget the names now, but they yeah. weren't as sophisticated as Bitcoin. They okay. were kind of using the same. Um, called like a like a fork so they're using like a derivative of the bitcoin code oh, okay to try to I create their own yeah, coin. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. because that code is so efficient and mm. so kind of like bulletproof mm. it's hard to make a duplicate of mm. it and make it work better than the original yeah so it's like what's the point of using it exactly right yeah so bitcoin was and a lot of people and it was hard to buy bitcoin okay there wasn't a lot of exchanges mm. Even to get KYC, you would get declined sometimes if you didn't have certain. What's KYC? What is so know your customer, and a lot of okay. banks use that as well to you know to open a bank. You just kind of know your customer. Oh, okay, right? okay. So it's what um, I forget what the financial, but the SEC or yeah. the, or the C, the CC or the Canadian Securities Commission, yeah. whatever, they use the same kind of guidelines, right? Mm -hmm. um, but all the exchanges have to adhere to those guidelines. Yeah. But a lot of exchanges weren't sanctioned to operate. Canada or in any parts of the world. So they were in Asia, they were in Europe, and pretty much it. And America was kind of very, you know, stringent about it, same with Canada. Yeah. So you had to kind of get Bitcoin through all these different means. It's like yeah. people thought, hey, Bitcoin is like the dark web. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it kind of was because that was the yeah. only way you could get access to it. Yeah. And then you started to loosen up. Mm. So I got and that time you needed like the little wallet. Because the, 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 I remember when I was introduced, that's what my, my friend was telling me. He's like, yeah, you need this wallet. You have to store it somewhere. Just, you have to remember the password. It's okay. called a ledger. Yeah. A ledger. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So okay. that's how you're going to do it. And you have to yeah. go meet somebody yeah. in person <laughs> and deal with it that way. Okay, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how I started getting into it like that and meeting people that wanted to do like more deals face-to-face. -face. Hey, I need to buy five Bitcoin. At the time, this is like okay. 5,000 bucks. It's maybe... I think it may, at the time when I was maybe it peaked at like ten grand or a whatever. Bitcoin? Yeah, this is like 2016 okay. to 2017 and then it crashed. Okay. Right? And went uh -huh. back down to like... 3,000, okay. 3,000, right? People okay. like, oh man, it's over. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, done, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So for me, I, I still believed in it, right? Uh, but I said, I need to make money off of this. Yeah. So what I was doing is kind of just trading the coin and kind okay. of selling to people and selling it at market price mm. plus whatever percentage on top, right? Okay. And that's kind of how I was making money. But me, looking back at it, I wish that I would have held on to it and used the currency within the ecosystem versus me pay me cash for my Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. investing in them. I still have the, the companies that are uh -huh. business. So I'm investing yeah. my fiat yeah. back into my business. Mm, right? Okay. Because I had something that I needed to use the money for. Yeah, exactly, exactly, right? exactly. So, you know, that was kind of a misstep for me back then. Well, you, that's what you needed to do at the time. For sure. It. Yeah, you for know, sure. for sure. But I, once again, they say hindsight is twenty. Yeah, now that you know now where it's at and everything. So you had Bitcoin from from the beginning, from well from early. You had Bitcoin. early, early on. Why yeah. do you had Bitcoin? And right now, you know, you used to get fractions. You know? and I was telling a lot of yeah. people about yeah. it too, and people would buy in, and then when it crashed, everybody's like, "Hey, Tim, it crashed. You told me to buy this thing, and da 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 da." da. I said, yeah. Relax. Just hold on to it. It's gonna bounce. Okay, so you weren't nervous. You knew it was gonna. I wasn't nervous. Okay, I knew okay. But I'm saying. I have a very high risk tolerance, as oh, you can okay. tell. Yeah. Look at all the risks that exactly. I take. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 so yeah. I have a high risk tolerance, <laughs> so I can, I can wait it out. <laughs> yeah, 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 I've yeah. seen things go to zero, yeah, right? Yeah. So that didn't frighten me, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. And that's why I was able to kind of continue on. And kind of, so after that, I started getting into like ICOs, which is like um, initial coin offerings, which are like IPOs, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people were kind of going, and there was you know, some regulation around ICO, so they can go to the SEC in America or the CSC here yeah. and get approval to release a token, like a okay, coin, okay. on exchanges here in Canada or in America that 
were now um, sanctioned by the country to be able to trade crypto. Yeah. Right. So I got into some of those and helped people raise capital for the ICOs, and I'd be able to hold some coins as well. Okay. And you know, certain sometimes you know there's lockup periods. You know, you have to divest. But how did you connect with these people though? Because I was already in that. I was already in that world. Okay. 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 I was already moving around, right? And because I was already, I was very visible with my music business Mm. and my other bits. So and people understood Tim as a business mind. Yeah. yeah, And I came from a financial background. Yeah. So a lot of these things. So they'll run it through you. Everyone runs something through you because yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause you're like a computer and say you'll process it. Oh yeah, okay, this is good. This is okay. You got it. That's okay, how. Yeah. So that's okay. how things always came across my desk, uh, okay, right? Yeah, and things yeah, that yeah, were yeah. probably like so far left field, yeah. but I can make sense of it mm-hmm. because okay, this guy can make sense of music business yeah. and and, and yeah. monetize it and yeah. make it into like yeah. something that makes sense financially. Yeah. You probably do that with any industry. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I try to you know, oh, position oh. myself. In yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay, now, but we'll go on, man, because, okay, you got the Bitcoin, you yeah. know, like, you have it, you're you're selling it, you're trading it, and then now you're in the I, ICO, you yeah. know, so now you have the coin offering, so I guess that's, you're investing in crypto, in a sense, Heavily now, this time but now it's not just the coins, now you have the ICO, okay, then go on from there. So then ICOs kind of had a bust, let's say, around 2018, 2019, where a lot of them didn't turn out or amount to anything, mm-hmm. because... Everybody was seeing this crazy, hey, mm. I can do an ICO and make mm. 20 million, 50 mm. million, 100 million mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. They were doing that. Mm-hmm. And then they had no other kind of roadmap to build out the coin for it to be sustainable or for it to really solve another tech- technological issue that we have in the world. Right? Yeah. They were just kind of making a coin to make a coin mm-hmm. because they couldn't. And they kind of went through the steps because they had other businesses. So they had the acumen mm-hmm. and they had the trust from you know, the regulatory boards mm-hmm. to give them the authorization to do this. Okay. But a lot of people didn't do anything with it. Okay. Right? So that's why there's so many coins that are out right now, right? So let me fast forward a bit now. Mm-hmm. So why there's coins that come out so quickly now because you don't have to go through those, those kind of like hoops anymore to release mm-hmm. a coin. You can... Anybody essentially can release a coin. Okay. You hire a, a, de- a developer to write mm-hmm. your smart contract. Mm-hmm. You actually build it on top of Ethereum or you mm-hmm. build it on top of um, Binance or you build it on Solana or all these different, just tons of chains now that exist. You okay. You build ABAX. And essentially, if you have the liquidity to, to back it up initially, mm-hmm. you can release your own coin. Okay. So that's so that kind of is crippling the industry in a sense because everybody's releasing a coin. Mm-hmm. Like every day, literally, mm-hmm. coins come out every single day. Mm-hmm, Whereas mm-hmm. in the ICO era, it would take a couple of months mm-hmm. for an ICO coin to come out. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right now yeah, that's yeah. erased. Okay. Right now people said so. It's mm-hmm. a lot of scams. Yeah, because it's not regulated, really, right? It isn't. Yeah, okay, okay. Right? And I think that's why I guess people, so a lot of people are saying, "Oh, crypto, this crypto, that," because it's not fully regulated. I guess anyone can really do what they they want with it, right? Essentially, but you know, you can look back to the ones that are the core. So Bitcoin, yeah. Ethereum. Mm-hmm. XRP, mm-hmm. Solana, mm-hmm. Cardano, mm-hmm. those ones actually have like a business behind it. Mm-hmm. And yes, they may not be regulated, yeah. but they're the ones that majority of exchanges yeah. are built on the backs of those. Of those, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? yeah. They're the heavyweights that, yeah, you know, I get you. I get you. It's kind of like the, with the Forex, you have your main pairs that, you, you know, kind of, yeah, you yeah, 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 okay. So that's kind of what Bitcoin, Ethereum, and um, Tether, which is USDT, which is pegged to the American dollar. Okay. So those are kind of semi-regulated in a okay. sense, right? Okay. Those are the ones that all the exchanges operate in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So even right now, there's these arbitrage exchanges where they trade Tether, 
right? Because okay. Tether is, you know, like almost like legal tender in a sense. Okay. But it is pegged to the American dollar. So, okay. So people do do that. Uh-huh. That's not my angle, but yeah. people do use that, you know, those systems, those methodologies, and they are successful, mm-hmm. right? But it's way low risk okay. at that point in time. So you're not going to see these, you know, these parabolic explosions of, like wealth in those spaces. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You'll yeah. see consistent. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're making three percent per month. Yeah. The majority of people are making yeah. that per month. Mm-hmm. That's pretty healthy. Yeah. Compared to what a bank offers you on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. even your savings don't get nothing on there. Okay, so exactly. you, put, you put it in there. You got it. But oh. once again, there's still you know mm-hmm. you know an error or slight you know uh, gap of risk there. Right? Mm-hmm. But most people say eh, if it's small. Yeah. USDT is a small risk to take. It's not really going to, it's not going to crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right? yeah. it's pegged to the American dollar. dollar exactly. So it can't crash. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So that's a safe investment. Okay. But once again, like crypto really isn't built on the back of that. It's built on the other emerging tech in the space, right? And I think that's what people really are hearing about. And that's where people kind of have to take a bigger risk in those things mm-hmm. to really have true success in this space. Okay, what are you talking about? So, you know, you hear NFTs now, yep. you okay. hear about um, uh, decentralized finance where there's so many layers to that where you invest into a token and it compounds interest like aggressively. There's APY, right? Which is like a, um, the annual yield per year kind of thing or mm-hmm. annual yield per coin. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of those APYs are extremely high. Like, I didn't want to say the number on camera, but some high numbers, okay. right? And people kind of invest into that. But those ones are very risky because you can make this crazy ROI in a small amount of time, mm-hmm. compounded. Mm-hmm. But you have to invest a larger amount of money. And you have to understand, hey, this thing could go left very yeah. quickly as well. Yeah. But, you know, then there's another side to DeFi where people can actually loan out their crypto and okay. charge a percentage on top of it. Where okay. you money in the bank, the bank yeah. makes money on your money by yeah. loaning it to other people. Mm. DeFi allows you to really be your own custodian, your own kind of like financial controller. Okay. Where you say, okay, I have XYZ Bitcoin. Uh-huh. And there's platforms that allow you to do this easily. You can do it privately as well, uh-huh. but there's mechanisms in these platforms that do it for you and fixed rates and take a little percentage and it's all very seamless. Mm-hmm. Where you can loan a Bitcoin to somebody who wants to leverage it to do something else. Say they're, I don't know, they use Bitcoin to, you know, um, I don't know, trade for real estate or whatever, yeah. whatever they want to do. Yeah. And like, hey, I have the Bitcoin, I'm not selling it, yeah. but Rather than it just sit there and uh, once it can go up and down in fluctuations, yeah. I can loan it to somebody else that's going to use it to do something. Mm. And I charge them a percentage to do that. You can do that with Ethereum. You can do that with pretty much a lot of the, you know, I don't want to call them blue chips, but the top yeah. top 25 coins. You can pretty much... What are know, the top um, coins, if you don't mind, no share not wildcat man, podcast? Top of my head, I don't have the list, like, memorized, but, like, the top five mm-hmm. when I looked at this morning mm-hmm. so it's always Bitcoin yeah. Ethereum mm-hmm. uh, it is USDT Tether Binance uh, Smart Chain which also has their own exchange mm-hmm. and then I think it's Solana and those are the top five okay. mistaken. and then six below kind of fluctuate so you'll see them kind of you know teeter-totter mm-hmm. so some days there'll be another coin at six then another one will pass it uh-huh. and go back down and they kind of swap so uh-huh. the next six to twenty-five changes pretty actively on a weekly basis okay so yeah. are they are they changing like the other market where like people are trading them is that why like they're fluctuating 100 like, okay okay and i'll give you a good example so you know i want to give context to this example because it's tied to an nft specifically okay and nfts are non-fungible tokens right mm-hmm. where 
you know, the dollar is fungible where you can trade a dollar for a dollar. Yeah. Whereas the NFT, the, the value of it is, you know, it's not finite. It's mm. kind of up to the two people in a transaction. So say I have this asset mm. that I think is worth this, right? Mm. And the person says, okay, I think I agree with you. Mm. I'll pay you X oh, for that okay. token, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. So, um, yeah, non-fungible tokens, which is now the, all the craze right now. Right? Yeah. And I'm pretty invested in this industry as well. And I kind of got in not as early as everybody else. I kind of got into the second cycle, maybe the third cycle. Okay. Right? Um, but there's uh, back to tokens now. So some NFT projects, you know, in the roadmap, you have the non-fungible token. Yeah. And then they have like more of a fungible, which is like a token, like a Bitcoin or Ethereum that they can then trade on an exchange. Okay. Which now gives you some liquidity to the NFT. Okay. And that's a little more complex, but I'll explain that a little so bit later. So NFTs tied to a coin? Sometimes, not okay. always. Okay, okay. But I'll talk about one specifically that does, which okay. is called the Board Ape Yacht Club. Okay. Which is by far the most successful NFT project that has come out, and it came out April 2021. So it's only okay. been out for a year. Okay. Um, but they've, um, right now, they're like a, like a $20 billion company that these four guys built within a year. Wow. So they have like a valuation in the same breath as like, you know, or Moed or mm. all these companies that are like, you know, multi-billion dollar corporations. Yeah. This NFT company, mm. four guys mm. that release these pictures of, you know, digital like apes, money, yeah, apes, yeah, 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 yeah. has a valuation of that much, mm. which is insane. Yeah. So, you know, I digress. They've given back so much value mm. to their holders, but one way they did that was with a token that came out in March. Okay. So their own crypto coin built mm. on top of Ethereum. Okay. So like that token has a market cap of I think about eight or nine billion dollars today. Wow. Within within a month and a half. Wow. Of being in existence. So they jumped into the top twenty five mm. very quickly. Okay. So I think they're ranked maybe twenty or twenty one right now. Wow. For being a month and a half old. Okay, so the people who have that, are the, the only the people that have the board ape or other people have it too? So initially people the board ape. Um, got allocated some of those coins, you know, just for holding that NFT. Okay, okay. And they have to go and claim it and put it on an exchange or mm. put it into their own uh, private wallets. Okay. But, you know, the same day that it launched for the holders, exchanges all over the world, mm. you know, Binance, uh, Coinbase, mm. um, Crypto.com, mm. KuCoin, they all also listed that coin. For oh, sale. they took it on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so exactly. the name is, I guess, so big, right? Okay. And it already had built-in built-in liquidity mm -hmm. in, immediately, right? Because they have a treasury, all these things. Okay, it, it, so it, they want to put them on because they know a lot of people are going to exchange them. You got it. Okay, so it's they, making sense. A lot of investors and a lot of institutional money got into that coin mm -hmm. very early as well, right? So that coin now is another coin that people are probably hearing about and they want to trade it. Yeah. So that price kind of went all, so I think it opened up maybe for the apes when they were selling it back to the market, mm -hmm. maybe seven or $8 Canadian okay. within the first couple of hours. And then it jumped to like $21 in that oh, same day. Oh, wow. So I know some guys that sold it that first morning, like eight o'clock in the morning. They go, okay, I got the coin. So I'll give you the story. So everybody was expecting it to open up at $1. Okay. So the, so the board apes get the most allocation. I think they got 10,000 coins. There's uh -huh. another NFT that the board apes gave you where it's called the mutant. They got okay. 2,500. Uh -huh. And if you had another companion third NFT they gave you, you got another allocation, right? Okay. If you had all three, you got the max allotment. Wow, okay. I know some guys that have apes and have mutants, whatever. Mm -hmm. They go, okay, if I'm gonna get the full allotment, if I have all three NFTs, mm -hmm. I can maybe cash out $20,000 today. Mm -hmm. Best case scenario, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. 
when it opened up, when he saw that it was like seven dollars, yeah. eight, like oh, <laughs> that's you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> almost like a hundred yeah, 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 I'm gonna cash out. Yeah, 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 yeah. If they had waited a couple hours uh, later, later afternoon, got, guys were cashing at twenty one dollars. Oh, so say you had a board eight, just yeah, a board eight, just yeah, a NFT. Yeah. And you got allocated 10,000 coins mm. at $21 you're selling to the market. Wow. Just for free. Just for holding the NFT. Holy. So people were losing their minds. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, so now the institutional money saying, oh, this coin opened up on day one at $21. Buy, 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 mm. buy, 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 buy. Because they go, the trajectory of this coin is going to go yeah. 30, 40, 50, and they're yeah. going to make a mint of money because they bought it in at the top. Yeah. What happened was the coin started to dip. Okay. Right? But once again, if you're a long-term holder and kind of understand how the market's yeah, work. Yeah, right, yeah. They move in waves, right? Yeah, move in yeah, waves. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah, just yeah. hold it. And you mm. may have a little bit of a spread and yeah. sell it to other exchanges. That, you say, okay, there's a, there's a, because every exchange has a different price that they sell the coin at. They okay. have a maker fee and a taker fee. Okay. Right? So you may sell it to a coin, an exchange over here because they have a, a lower, you know, taker fee. Okay. okay. And I'll make a little bit. And that's the arbitrage people do sometimes, okay. right? That's not how I do, but some people do it that way. Yeah. Um, so then what happened was this coin was really for something else. Okay. But the way they had planned the marketing around it, they yeah. go, okay, we're going to give you guys the apes value and yeah. give the industry value. So yeah. it's a coin that has value now, yeah. but it's not really supposed to be exchanged as a token. Okay. It's more of a governance token, voting mm. rights, all these, this is okay. really for that. The exchanges now made it have value. We didn't make it have value. Yeah. The exchanges yeah, did. Yeah. That's how they can kind of be, okay. you know, yeah, 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 operate yeah. that way. But they go, hey, we're not really trying to sell this to make a profit, mm. just so you know. Mm -hmm. right? You guys backed it up with your own liquidity. Exactly. Was it, you know, like, so that's But they did be. build that brand. They you did. know, that's what happened. They built they the did. brand so they are, you know, everyone's just going and trading it and making money from it because they don't have the actual eight, right? And that's the mm. way into the ecosystem because mm. of that eight right now, you know, I think it's a hundred and in the last check, I think it's more of a hundred and twenty Ethereum, which is around five hundred and thirty thousand dollars or something wow. like that. For one. Wow. For the cheapest one. And how many are there? Ten thousand of them. Okay. Right? Ten thousand. Which and is that's great, it. There's that's no it. more. There's no more. Okay. So very limited supply. Okay, so that's why it drives it up, right? You got it. But because like Bitcoin has a certain amount too, right? It does, and that's okay. why that value is so high okay. as well. Okay. Same thing with Ethereum, right? Ethereum, okay. they just actually well, not yet. They're going to actually cut off all the miners and there's going to be you now like a burn. Oh, so wow. Gonna burn a lot of the Ethereum. It's going to be now a fixed amount as well. Oh, wow. So that's a little alpha here. We call yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah, people, yeah. hey, that's a gem right there. Ethereum is going to be yeah, something yeah, that's going to be similar to Bitcoin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and there's actually more use cases mm -hmm. for Ethereum than Bitcoin. Bitcoin mm -hmm. is like gold. You don't go yeah. to the supermarket and shave off gold and mm -hmm. buy your groceries, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't want to use your Bitcoin to go do transact. Like there's a guy that, you know, there's a story. I think it was like, 2010, 2011, he bought the pizza. pizza. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> but essentially, it's like you shaving off a bar mm. of gold and paying for something. Wow. You don't want to use Bitcoin to do transactions. Exactly. It's yeah. so valuable. Yeah, right? exactly. And Ethereum at the time, when they built it, was more of um, you know, um, a language to do other things other than just transfer money. Right? Okay. It was, hey, I can use it to send information back and forth. I can use this to secure, um, let's say, real estate. I want to use the smart chain and use, or blockchain and use the Ethereum blockchain and a smart contract to lock in the deeds and ownership right, all these different things for okay. this real estate asset. Okay. And you can use the blockchain to do that. And people okay. are doing that right now in America. Oh. They're using Ethereum and the blockchain okay. to, use, to make smart contracts to do a transaction with real estate. 
Okay. Interesting. And you can just transfer this token that has all of this information. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to have value per yeah. se. It just has the information mm -hmm. in it. And you can transfer it to the new owner. Where okay. the, you don't have to go through all the lawyers yeah. and all the escrow and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Because the blockchain is kind of like everything built into mm -hmm. one. So it's all your contracts. Yeah. It's your escrow. Yeah. It's your custodian. Mm -hmm. It's your validator. Mm -hmm. It's everything mm -hmm. all in one. Okay. And I think people are, a lot of people are not thinking about the blockchain in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. thinking about it as like... Yeah, yeah. What's your name? Um, Ashley Wright. You know, yeah. that's where I, I met you from her uh, summit that she was doing, and um, she was on here as well. And yeah. that's where she was talking about the blockchain, and she's going deep into the blockchain. 100%. You know, and I was talking to you, and you're talking about NFTs and you know the metaverse and all that kind of stuff. And it it really opened my mind up because like, holy, like this is not just coins. These are not just coins that are going on here. It's like a whole bigger. world that's going on. And I think that's the, the part that's lost on a lot of people that they don't understand is bigger than just the money. Mm -hmm. They see that there's a lot of money being injected, like mm -hmm. billions of dollars. I'll mm -hmm. give you the example. So just NFTs alone, not all the other aspects, just NFTs, the marketplace called OpenSea. I think the first quarter of this year, which is like from January until April, mm -hmm. or end of April, they transacted, I think it was like 15 or 16 billion dollars in just NFTs. Wow. In the first three months of the year. That's serious. Serious amount of yeah. movement. I'll give you another metric. So back to the Bored Apes again. So yeah. they had a drop this past weekend mm -hmm. um, called The Other Side, which is their metaverse play. Okay. And if you had a Bored Ape, you got the land for free. But you're, if you know you won a raffle or if you put your name onto a, a KYC list, mm -hmm. um, you're able to participate in a public auction to okay. be able to buy one of these plots of land. But so in, in that evening, so Saturday evening, yeah. within a span of two hours, uh -huh. that, you know, that auction amassed $350 million worth of revenue for the parent company within okay. two hours, Okay, which is crazy. That's serious, yeah. And then the amount of Ethereum that was burned, because Ethereum got to, to spend transaction fees or gas mm -hmm. to use the, the blockchain to send information back. It's not free to use the blockchain, right? Because okay. there's miners that are mining the Ethereum keeping the blockchain open. It's a peer-to-peer -peer thing as well. Okay. Right? So those miners have to get paid out from the transaction fees to operate on Ethereum. Mm -hmm. But the amount of Ethereum that was burned just in that auction was like $175 million. Holy. Just in transaction fees. Wow. Because everybody wanted to get a piece of this land because mm -hmm. this is the, the fourth project now released from the owners of, or the founders of the board aid, which is called Yuga Labs. Mm -hmm. So this is their flow. You bet on a company like that because they're builders and they've yeah. had success upon success. Yeah. One so they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. So what, when you say land, like what are you talking about? So digital land called okay. the, the metaverse, right? Okay. Which is one aspect. So the metaverse isn't just land. The metaverse is like an experience, mm -hmm. right? It's a new way of experiencing, you know, anything that you can do in your real life, you can do in the metaverse. Think okay. about there's a game called... Um, they think about Sims, yeah. a game called Afterlife, where yeah. you go set up your avatar yeah. and kind of live a different life yeah. in the computer, in the game, right? Mm. The metaverse is kind of that, but now it's actually real. Mm. So instead of you kind of making like a fake version of yourself, yeah. well, you, people do that. They yeah. use their, their PFP pictures as yeah. their, alter, like their alter ego. Uh -huh. Some people use it, they, they craft themselves. Oh, wow. Like me, I've built yeah, a I version of like myself yeah, 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 in yeah, the metaverse. Yeah. Uh -huh. like I, I'm, I'm, they call it docs, right? So people yeah. know who I am, know my face, know my voice, yeah. my name, because yeah. I'm trying to be a transparent person in this space because mm. I want to educate, I want to be helpful, mm. I want to move this entire industry forward and help onboard people. Okay. I think this is the future. Right? Okay. So wholeheartedly believe in this technology. Yeah. Right? yeah. So the metaverse is that. That's mm -hmm. one aspect of it. So 
uh, Yuga Labs, Board Ape Creators, they also believe the metaverse is, that's the, the future of how you really get the adoption and everybody utilizing this technology. Yeah. Right? So they created this, you know, this project, which is their digital land. Um, and yeah, the amount of money you heard, $300 million, $350 million that they made. Yeah. The secondary sales, so this happened a week ago, not even a week ago yet, uh -huh. less than a week. Uh -huh. Their secondary sales yeah. has am amounted to about 240,000 Ethereum, mm -hmm. which is equivalent to about uh, like $825 million oh. in secondary mm -hmm. sales of people buying and selling every day since Saturday. Okay, so there's some people, I take it, they, they bought some land in the metaverse yeah. and they're gonna use it there. They're gonna use it to build. Okay, to build there. stuff, yes. okay. And then there's other people who bought some land to trade it. Yes, yes. Okay, so okay, I just you, wanna make sure you got it. it. You're, you're okay, on okay. the ball, yeah. So there, there really is two sides to the coin. Okay. There's the people that trade it for monetary gain, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the people that wanna use it and build and build experiences and mm, build like- In the metaverse. Build the so metaverse. what, the metaverse has a certain amount of space? Like the world, like the, we know this globe has a certain amount of space in this world. The metaverse world. is unlimited. Unlimited. And I'll tell you why. There's okay. multiple metaverses. Mm -hmm. And every big company wants to have their own version of it. Okay. My belief is if there's if we all work together and all the metaverses can link mm -hmm. together, that's how you kind of make it mass adoption. Yeah. yeah. Rather than you have Maybe that's where it's gonna go to, right? Because it's still not young yet. right now. Yeah, maybe not for a while, but if we take it in, it makes sense. And right, because right. then you have a metaverse, I have a metaverse, but if I want to come to my verse, to yours, like, you know, what are they going to do? What do they transport? <laughs> well, essentially, right? So there's, there's like these uh, portals yeah. so you can jump from one metaverse to another. Oh, which that's hasn't, serious. It hasn't released yet. They're trying to build that, uh, they call it interoperability, right? So you uh -huh. can jump from one metaverse uh -huh. to another one. But mm -hmm. once again, I'm thinking, why are we all building this segregated? Let's mm -hmm. build it all together with one kind of idea even everybody everybody's got a different spin on it yeah it's essentially doing the same thing yeah so like whose version is better it's like you buying everybody makes cars right yeah, we don't yeah. make one master car we yeah. all make different types yeah, yeah, of cars yeah, yeah, exactly exactly same thing with everybody makes a different type of metaverse uh -huh, right? uh -huh. but essentially they all do the same thing they all move forward they all, every car drives right? yeah exactly exactly some have different features but every car drives mm -hmm. right to get you a desk to a destination yeah the metaverse is giving you an experience mm -hmm. within a digital world to do all these types of different experiences and things and connecting with people and mm -hmm. maybe doing things that you may not have the means to do in real life okay right so like a lot of people kind of create you know a larger world for themselves and a larger vision for themselves yeah and that allows them to now, you know, think outside the box or dream bigger. Yeah. If I can do this in the metaverse, yeah. can I translate this into mm. something in the real world that yeah. I can be passionate about, yeah. that I want to immerse myself into? Yeah. And I think that's another layer yeah. that people are not really looking mm. into about the metaverse. That's one side, but then on the other side, you know, it could be where, you know, people are in the metaverse and they don't want to leave the metaverse. And that's starting to happen. You look at the Matrix, you look at all these movies. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ready Player One. Yeah. They want to plug in and never come back out, yeah. right? And, you know, I don't want it to, I want it to be kind of like... In you are listening to the Wealth Talk Podcast, hosted by Richard Adokasi from Create Wealth Network. The Wealth Talk Podcast is expanding on the principles that are within the map book, the Mind Assistance Program, particularly the Focus 11, which are 11 aspects that we focus on in life to create wealth. 
These aspects include mental, spiritual, physical, relationships, financial, yourself, contribution, new, business, learn, discipline. We will feature guests that specialize in these aspects to expand your awareness and consciousness on creating wealth. Thank you and enjoy the show. Are great. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. That's important. An, very important. For sure. So there's another yeah. layer of things called augmented reality, mm-hmm. which is not really so virtual reality is like you're just in the metaverse. You put on your VR headset mm-hmm. and you're in a digital world, mm-hmm. right? Just that's it. Mm-hmm. Whereas augmented reality kind of intertwines the real world and a digital world. Okay. I'll give you so Nike. Nike's probably gonna be the one that really blows us out the water. Mm-hmm. So they're creating like merchandise, sneakers, all these things that and they're probably going to give you a set of glasses mm. that has a built-in, like, adapter. Okay. So say I'm wearing, like, a Nike sweater. Uh-huh. I can hit my glasses and say, okay, turn on the augmented features on that sweater. So I can see the person, okay. and the sweater is coming oh, to life. Wow. It's on fire. It's okay. ice. It's If you have the glasses on, you're walking with the glass. Okay. So that's how you integrate it. But another yeah. way is how you're going to experience concerts in the future. So mm. say I want to go to Coachella mm-hmm. in L.A., but COVID, I can't try, whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. You can now even put on like a sensor suit, mm. right? And you can go and you know plug in yeah. to the coordinates with yeah. the glasses, mm. and the digital version of yourself will show up at Coachella. Wow! And then you're experiencing with people that are actually there, oh, and you're not. Yeah. Old, but so it's like an intertwined of physical yeah. and the digital version. Wow! I think that's where it gets to. Mm. But we see the NBA, yeah. right? Yeah. You have these digital people sitting in the chair. Remember yeah. the first yeah. part of yeah. COVID? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, them yeah, trying yeah, to create yeah, their yeah. own type of sports mm-hmm. metaverse as well. Mm-hmm. Right? So the players are there, yeah. but the fans aren't there. Aren't but, there. They're, but they are yeah, there. They are there, yeah. They get that same kind but, of experience. But that's level one because you're yeah. just on your computer streaming it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Your, your webcam on. Mm-hmm. It'd be, hey, you put on a sensor suit so I can hear, smell, feel, whatever, and I feel like I'm actually there, yeah. right? The seats rumble, yeah. it feels like I'm there. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing the squeaking of the shoes, mm-hmm. like it feels like it's right there. That's the next level yeah. of like the metaverse integration into the real world. Yeah, yeah. When we get there, uh-huh. that's when people's minds are gonna be blown. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it now. Yeah, so, so and then, yeah, how you're talking, I could see, I could see the vision, I could see that happening. You know, um, but I heard, I think it was like today or yesterday, I think they said something about NFTs, something dropped like 90% or something like that. Yeah. Like I know for you, because you said you're in a long-term play, you know, so it's like, okay, that's probably regular. But um, yeah, talk more about that. And then also like for someone that, okay, say they're, they're taking in this Well Top podcast and then they see something like that. It's like, okay, do I get it now? Like what's going on? So I'll give you two positions, right? So right now we're kind of in a bear market as they call it, or we call it NFT winter. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's only liquidity, really, you know, the volume of that is really between the top five or top ten projects in the space. Mm-hmm. So that all the smart money or institutional money, mm-hmm. they're invested into Board Apes, Clone X, which is Nike, mm-hmm. CryptoPunks, Azuki, Doodles. Those are the top mm-hmm. ten projects that have the most value, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And then you hear guys like Gary Vee say, "Hey, ninety-nine percent of these projects are going to go to zero, mm-hmm. which is kind of true because." Mm-hmm. All these projects don't actually have a business behind their NFT, which is just a digital picture mm-hmm. with no other value. Mm-hmm. These other companies are giving you other value to this picture that you have that represents your piece of their ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And they're building an ecosystem that has value that gives your token value. Mm-hmm. 
people don't understand it. So they create a token. There's a lot of artists that are make really cool and dope art, yeah. and they put it out, and they go, why isn't this worth one Ethereum or two Ethereum? Because mm -hmm. you can build an ecosystem for it to have more value than it just being art. Mm -hmm. And now art is subjective. Yeah. So if somebody doesn't really understand or translate what that art means to you, yeah. they're not going to pay you one Ethereum or two Ethereum for this piece of art that may be very sentimental to you mm -hmm. and you put a lot of time and effort, but mm -hmm. so the person says, there's no other value here. It's just a mm -hmm. piece of art. Mm -hmm. But sometimes art is the utility, mm -hmm. right? But I digress. So bear market. So now all these other projects have no volume, mm -hmm. right? So people are actually selling those projects for whatever they can yeah. at a loss sometimes yeah. to get liquidity to kind of FOMO, which mm -hmm. is fear of missing out into these top 10 mm -hmm. or get a little piece. So they can buy a fraction of a board ape, but mm -hmm. buy a fraction. And there's platforms that allow you to buy a piece of a board yeah. ape with yeah. like three other people or four mm. other people yeah. or whatever, right? So, okay, half a million bucks, let's each come up with 125,000 and we all can own one board ape together. Okay. And we're gonna, we're gonna divest all of our other, or not, we're gonna dump all of our other investments mm -hmm. and just, you know, um, accelerate our investment into one blue chip mm -hmm, NFT. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's what's kind of what people are consolidating very aggressively right now mm. because they think that hey, there could be a crash coming because mm. Bitcoin is taking a big drop and okay. everything kind of falls on the heels yeah. of what Bitcoin does. Okay. Bitcoin is kind that's of a leader. So yeah, it's yeah, the exactly. leader, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once again, I think it, I don't think the industry should follow that because mm. every coin has a different, different use now. case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the money that controls the market uh, yeah. still sees that Bitcoin is, is the Because when Bitcoin coin. took off, that's when everyone started paying attention you to cryptocurrency. It. If it wasn't Bitcoin, no one would be paying attention. And I agree with you. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. grandfather. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's so much more sophisticated now, now that yeah. it doesn't have to be tied to Bitcoin only. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I get you. But once again, institutional money, mm -hmm. that's all they can kind of quantify is Bitcoin mm -hmm. that has real intrinsic value. So. Yeah. All their investments are kind of based on the value because Bitcoin has this. Okay, maybe some other coins can have value too, mm. only because Bitcoin is high. Mm. But if Bitcoin drops, everything yeah. else drops. So they have to sell their positions and everything mm. else, right? So that's why we're kind of in a bear market right now. Okay, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. The ones that don't have value, people are dropping them and then they're going for the ones with value. Yeah. And you're saying that the value is pretty much what is behind that thing. You know, you call it a utility, right? Is that what you say? Yeah, yeah. Well, you got it. Yeah. Okay, utility. cool. So, yeah, so utility. So, um, I know you are talking about earlier even, like, land and stuff like that. And you know I'm in real estate. Of course. Right? And, you know, of course, a lot of people in real estate, we know real estate builds generational wealth, right? And, you know, I know when I was talking to you briefly uh, that time at Ashley's event, you were yeah. saying, you know, um, something about real estate in the metaverse and, and, you know, how to get them linked. They talk more about that. So, I think that's a big opportunity that a lot of people are still not grasping, right? So real estate in the metaverse, so people buy land and they build houses or um, art galleries, amusement parks, all these different things. And essentially, they become landlords in the metaverse mm. and they can lease them out or rent them out to other people to use their plot of land to have events or promote a product mm. or promote an event or whatever mm. it may be. And that's what's happening a lot right now in the metaverse. There was a company that I met with or consulted with um, they're actually like a in real life real estate company, but they kind of built their own metaverse as well. Okay. And so they build you a house, whatever custom house, mm -hmm. and then they give you a digital plot of land mm -hmm. that matches the house they built with you with the same appliances. So they have all these licenses with like Whirlpool and all these different companies. Oh, wow. So your facsimile of mm -hmm. your digital house 
has all the same furniture, everything. Mm -hmm. Make spec the same specs mm -hmm. as your in real life house. Mm -hmm. But now you have a digital plot of land. So that's not, that's not just the house, you have the land outside. Mm -hmm. You have roads, you have water. Mm -hmm. So you can then hire somebody else to build you more things in your digital metaverse of the land that you bought in the real world. Mm -hmm. And if people are kind of like enterprises, they go, okay, yeah, I own this house, mm -hmm. but I have a bigger, I want to have a roller coaster in my backyard mm. for my kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my kids play video games. They go yeah. on Fortnite. Mm. What if they can go on a roller coaster with a VR helmet or whatever in oh, their own wow. backyard and entertain my kids that way? That's one level, right? Or they can say, hey, kids, we want to give you some early access to start being a young entrepreneur. And a lot of kids are building now. So Minecraft, Roblox, yeah. kids are building. Yeah. Like They're intelligent. Yeah. They're the next level. Yeah. So these kids, the parents can have the metaverse land, and the kids build and build experiences for their friends and charge, hey, you wanna come hang out in my metaverse and play a game? Let's play laser tag or play um, uh, manhunt in the metaverse. Mm. But you gotta pay me um, 0.01 Ethereum to come play or whatever it may be, right? For admission fees. Yeah. And that's another way kids kinda like think outside the box to be young entrepreneurs. Wow. So I think that's a layer that I was thinking about, honestly, because when you were saying that, I, I, my mind was going there. I'm like, okay, so if you build a house and stuff, like, you have you have these glasses on and, like, you're not really opening your fridge. Like, you're not taking any food. Yeah. But the roller coaster thing made sense, you know, because, yeah, like, you could go and you could actually feel, like, like even when you go to arcade and you feel the things shaking and stuff, it's fun, right? Exactly. So you get those kind of things. But I guess what people would like the house, too, I guess maybe because... It's not a house they could currently have, but maybe in the metaverse they could have it or that something like too, that. right? But I think they, the, the company, I, and I want to say their name whenever, mm -hmm. um, but you know what they built there is they, and I believe what they're doing too, that this will be another way that people can also reach more people. Hey, I bought this house. And remember there's a business of buying and selling houses. They're flippers. Mm -hmm. They can reach more people all over the world. Mm -hmm. Here's a digital version of my house. Okay. Then I'm selling, say people in Asia want to buy real estate here in Canada. Yeah. Hey, visit my metaverse wow. with all the houses that I built. Mm. I'm going to sell to you, send me Ethereum, house is yours. Okay. Right? And you can send your kids to go to school here mm. in Canada. You own the house already. Mm. You have the metaverse version of it. Whatever you can do with it. There's so many different mm -hmm. possibilities mm -hmm. with it, mm -hmm. right? And I think right now, once again, we're still at like phase one. So that's one use case that I think is beneficial. But mm. a lot of people won't see that as valuable yet. Mm -hmm. I think it's a super valuable tool. Yeah. Right? But... That's just me right now. Yeah, even right now, uh, something that's been, been very popular uh, and I've used uh, many times with my clients too is even virtual staging, right? So because we, like during COVID, like they, you know, like some people don't want people in their house and stuff like that. So, you know, you get the photo and then the photo, they just put furniture in there and it looks like it's real. So it's kind of like a ready starting, you know, and, and those pictures work too. Like, so imagine that now. Yeah. You can go and this, you know, another, another company that has like a showroom, mm -hmm. but they, it's all digital, like it's mm -hmm. a VR helmet. So they go, hey, here's the, so then have like the model of the house there, put on the VR helmet and you can actually walk through the model of the house in the metaverse. Yeah. And I think, and you can do it from home if you want to, you can do it at the, at the showroom that they have, but, and they can see all the models. Some are showrooms have, or whatever, you only have one model house typically, or maybe mm -hmm. two model houses, right? Mm -hmm. Now you can have all 30 of your different models oh. in the metaverse and then people can come and say, okay, I want to go look at model 35. Oh, hey, wow. go, go upstairs, go to every bedroom and it'll look and feel like how the real house is going to look like too. Yeah. So it gives you another buying. And I think that's the big thing for metaverse too is going to be how people buy things. Mm -hmm. So say, you know, 
new family, the mom's at home, newborn baby, you just get groceries, dad's at work, I want to go to Walmart or mm. Amazon. Mm. Put on your VR headset, go shopping. And it's like you're shopping in the supermarket, but you're at home. Wow. And everything gets sent to your house an hour later. Wow. And you bought it all in the metaverse with, you know, digital currency and away you go. Okay. So, <laughs> this is perfect. You know, honestly, thank you for sharing my, all these my gems, pleasure. man. I my pleasure. That. So, my pleasure. Now, let's say you went and you purchased... Like, like how you're saying you're, you're going around and like inside your VR, you're doing and you're searching for all these things, right? Like, let's say when you purchase the, the item, right, it gets sent to you. Mm-hmm. And then you're always talking about you pay Ethereum. I never heard you say dollars yet. So, okay, talk about that. Like, what is Ethereum the, do- the dollar of the uh, metaverse or something? Essentially right now, yeah, it's the currency of, of choice. It's the currency that has the most value that people utilize to transact and do everything Okay. There are other chains, but they're not kind of as widely accepted mm-hmm. and different. So, like, I think right now, Amazon takes Ethereum. And oh, Bitcoin, wow. I didn't right? know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Tesla just announced that they take mm-hmm. Bitcoin and Ethereum mm-hmm. as well. Like, mm-hmm. so a lot Lamborghini, you can go buy it with your Bitcoin and Ethereum. All these kind of, mm-hmm. like, top-tier companies are now integrating you know, digital currencies, or, yeah. you know, cryptocurrency as a form of, you know, payment. Mm-hmm. And once again, you know, for me, yeah, everything in my mind is kind of right now. Cause I do operate heavily in Ethereum. Yeah. Because that's like my currency. That's of what, and, and, and it's usually you could get every, everything with the Ethereum. Essentially. Right? Okay. And everything else is kind of built on Ethereum too, mm. right? But Ethereum is kind of my gateway mm. to all the other tokens that I may want to purchase or own and everything like that, right? Okay. So that's like my most utilized currency. Uh-huh. But when I spend it, I use it as a store of wealth. So I use my Ethereum to buy NFTs. And I kind of, I, Primarily buy Ethereum-based NFTs. Yeah, I have some Solana ones. I have some Layer 2 ones like uh, Polygon or Immutable X or Solana ones I have. But those are not the ones that have the value. Ethereum mm. does. But, mm. you know, but any, any currency that you use to buy, you know, NFT, for me, it's kind of a store of value. Mm-hmm. Not really, so I can sell the NFT and get back the same amount of Ethereum that I spent mm-hmm. or more. Yeah, because if it goes up. Okay. Or yeah. not, even, not even it goes up. It uh, goes up in uh, value, yeah. but I also get more because... When you buy one Ethereum, uh, it's always going to be one Ethereum. Okay. Unless you put more money on top of it to buy another yeah. Ethereum. Okay. Whereas with NFTs, you can say, okay, I'm going to buy, spend one Ethereum on this NFT. That's one Ethereum today. Uh-huh. Maybe in a month's time, it's now worth two Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Well, Board Ape is the best example. Yeah. It minted out for 0.08 mm-hmm. Ethereum, mm-hmm. which at the time, a year ago, was probably around like 400 or f- yeah, $450 Canadian. Okay. They were able to grow that 0.08, if you held it from that day until today, mm. you grew your 0.08 Ethereum to 120 Holy. Ethereum. Holy. There's nothing else that you can do that with. Yeah, exactly. Like say, you buy one Bitcoin, it's yeah. going to stay one Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to grow to five. Yeah. Magically without yeah. you adding more fiat okay. money on top. Yeah, yeah, okay. So when I saw NFTs, mm. I looked at it like that. Now it's like multiplying again. You have to <laughs> and that's how I saw it. Okay. Like, okay, I can utilize NFTs to multiply mm. my net worth via Ethereum, mm. and I can just sell it back and have Ethereum, and I can then move it around by other tokens, buy more bit, whatever I want to mm. do with it, right? But this is the vehicle that I can utilize to mm. grow it. Okay. Without having to take my in real life money and keep on adding. Keep yeah, on yeah, adding, yeah, keep yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Or some people do these things called dollar cost average, and they just add a little bit every single week from their paycheck, and they slowly build up to another full Ethereum or whatever it may be. Okay. But NFTs is a more aggressive way and faster way to do it, but mm-hmm. highly risky. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, 
So with the with the housing people though, like how do you find out? Like how do you find these people out? Like if I wanted to go buy land in in a metaverse, like what do I do? Just search online or? So yeah, so essentially there's a place called OpenSea where all NFTs pretty much exist on the Ethereum blockchain. Where so there's a comp there's uh, three main ones right now, mm -hmm. four now with uh, Yuga Labs. So mm -hmm. there's Decentraland, which was the first kind of metaverse that kind of allowed people to buy plots of land in mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. There's one called Sandbox. Um, mm -hmm. I heard the Sandbox. Sandbox yeah. is like the second one. Yeah. Another one called Crypto Voxels. And there's some other ones that are smaller. And then there's um, now um, the other side, which is by the Board Ape founders called. You know, okay. Labs. So those are the four main big boy okay. Like okay. real estate. Uh, plays in in uh, the metaverse, right? Okay, and you can yeah, you can buy all four of those uh -huh. on the blockchain via OpenSea Marketplace. Okay, you can choose how big you want. You want to buy two plots together to oh. build, but once again, when you think about like the square footage, uh -huh. it's yes, it's there's a finite number because they only built a server size this big to mm -hmm. hold X Y Z plots of land. Yeah. There's another side which this is gonna make force everybody else to kind of make it more unlimited. Mm. Facebook or mm -hmm. Meta, as mm -hmm. they're called. Now. Yeah, yeah. They're building their own metaverse too, and right now it's kind of unlimited. Okay. So each plot of land that you get from Metaverse right now, and, you're, and it's still in beta, yeah. but I have some friends that are building there, and I've mm -hmm. went and gone there with my Oculus and seen it myself. Oh, wow. Um, they're building out like universes. So each plot of land mm -hmm. is a universe, Holy. which is kind of unlimited. Yeah. And I think that's the model that you're going to see other companies mm. because once Meta brings it out to the world, yeah. it's going to change a lot of things because yeah. they're a big conglomerate yeah, exactly. behemoth, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're saying, hey, you guys are giving people this really finite box to build in. Mm. We're giving them this mm -hmm. open canvas that's unlimited. Yeah. And they can build vertically, horizontally. They can build whatever they want. Wow. And build everything. Like, it's a universe. They yeah. They can build different planets in there. Like, all this crazy stuff they can do. Mm. And I think that's the real future of it. So the people that have like their little um, roads right now, like what are you saying? It's, it's they're going to be like competitors of Facebook or? Well, they're trying to be, but they're all okay. smaller. Oh yeah. yeah. Meta has. Fe yeah. Facebook probably buy them out and bring them within or something like that. And that's yeah, probably yeah, what yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. happening. So yeah, also bring up their value in terms of what they're doing. Essentially. But once again, this is all speculation. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know how it's going to go because they, you know, everybody's got a different line of code as well. So each, mm. Uh, metaverse and I go into all of them and they're mm -hmm. all very different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They all give me a very different experience, a very different feel. Mm -hmm. So like the central land, I'll go in there every night just to go and there's like casinos in there. There's, you know, all these different things you can okay. go and have experiences okay. in the metaverse. And uh -huh. people are in there every night at the casino playing roulette oh, and for poker. Well, do they play, are they playing like for the, what, Ethereum? Ethereum. Oh, okay. yeah, or there's, a, there's a currency in oh, the, the casino okay. as well. Okay. So there's different layers different, to it. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but people are there every single day. And that's yeah. more of kind of like, it's more adult entertainment yeah, in the central yeah, land. Yeah. And you can go have like your, your own private clubhouse, have meetings in there. Mm. All these kind of, you have your own dedicated server. Yeah. So that's that. Sandbox is more of kind of like a video game. Okay. Think about like Super Mario, like a yeah. platformer. Yeah. So when I did the Sandbox beta last month, I got access to it. So I was just experiencing, people built them, but there's more, it's going to probably onboard more youthful people. Okay, okay, okay. It's more of a game. You don't yeah, really yeah. go there and have a meeting in. Yeah. Like, it's also block figures mm. and more voxelized, mm. where Decentralized more kind of looks more humanoid okay. and more kind of like more mature, right? Yeah. And then um, Crypto Voxels is kind of similar to Decentraland in a sense, but it's more antiquated. It's not as smooth, but mm. it's more of a creative where you can showcase your art and mm. then people kind of build 
these um, uh, art galleries in crypto voxels, right? Okay. We haven't seen what um, the other side, which is the board ape land. We don't mm -hmm. know what that looks like yet. Mm -hmm. We've seen some samples, mm -hmm. and that looks more like a video game as well, but more kind of like um, think of a World of Warcraft kind of video game. Like okay. A, they call it a you know MMO RPG, right? Which is like a, a multi you know, multiplayer open world yeah. kind of video game. So. We think that's what it's gonna look like. Yeah. Nuka versus it being kind of like a decentralized where people kind of build, hey, I'm gonna build this place where you can rent out to have a birthday party mm -hmm. in the metaverse. That's not gonna be what um, other side is. It's gonna be probably more of a gamification aspect to it. Yeah. And I think that's another side too, it's kind of like, a, you know, people wanna have fun, kind yeah, of, like of plug out. So right now, I think a lot of members are thinking kind of in the video game mm -hmm. sense because that's a big industry. Yeah. Another multi billion, trillion dollar industry. Yeah. So I think they're thinking, hey, how can I get a piece of the video game world and kind of cross-pollinate with those people to make this a viable revenue stream for mm. us? So that's kind of how I think it's going to roll out versus it being more of a, um, like a realistic use case for the masses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really I get what you're saying. Yeah, you're not yeah, going to yeah. utilize the yeah. majority of these metaphors. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to go through yeah. everything. Yeah, exactly. Everyone has their thing that they, they like, you know? And yeah, when you're talking right now, I can see you're talking like the, you talk the business side, and then you talk about obviously the service side because that's the exchange, you know. Obviously, money's the exchange for service, right? And um, but the business side, it seems like yeah, like some people are really on the business, but then on the user side, it seems like it's going to be a great experience, right? Yes. So that's something that you could see it's definitely growing and stuff like that. And you know, you you were talking about all these different businesses that you've been you know going through through the years. Like, you know, what are some things that you've gone through, what are some key, you know, things that you could give, you know, through through that process of business, because sure. you know, I've seen you gone through it a lot, so, you know, it's just to share with our viewers and listeners, you know? Man, and I, I wish I can give some golden nuggets, and for me, it's just, you know, every experience that I've had as an entrepreneur in different industries as a, as a business owner, it's like, be agile, be able to pivot as quickly mm. as you can, right? So, that's why you see a lot of large companies you know, they call them dinosaurs. So when things change, they can't change fast enough. And a lot of times they have to go bankrupt because they didn't, they weren't able to swiftly yeah. change the mm -hmm. direction. Mm -hmm. they have to kind of, hey, we've built the entire business on this yeah. framework. Mm -hmm. We can't destroy and rebuild. Mm -hmm. We gotta just keep on going the way it is. That's mm -hmm. why the banks are the way That's they are. That's what you see, yeah. You see the they banks. can, because yeah, it's yeah. already it's being utilized. Mm -hmm. And if you try to break it down now, mm -hmm. you can kill your business. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas like me, I like to operate kind of small and mid-sized companies so I can pivot as fast as I can, as mm -hmm. I need to, as things change. Like with the liquor business, mm -hmm. we were small enough that we could try to pivot, maybe get another liquor brand under our belt so we can kind of move a little bit you know, more swiftly mm -hmm. and quickly when we hit, hey, your fees are going up, you know, your levies are higher, your duties are higher. Mm -hmm. Okay, rather than us import, let's try to manufacture maybe a vodka here in Canada so mm -hmm. we can, you know, bypass having to pay all of these import fees. Mm -hmm. And we can do that because mm -hmm. we're a smaller, agile company. Mm -hmm. right? so, mm -hmm. so that's kind of a, some advice to entrepreneurs. And yeah. Like, be agile. agile. That's, be that's agile. good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Anything else? Um, conviction. Like, whatever you're building and working on, you have to have conviction and believe in it. And believe in it further than it just putting money into your pocket, mm -hmm. right? And I think that everybody has, we have to make money to live, yeah. we have families, we have you know, obligations, but you know, me, I've always tried to operate in a way, what am I building that can help, you know, not just feed my family, but feed multiple families mm -hmm. and, and give people an opportunity and a platform to build their own business on top of what I built essentially. Mm -hmm. right? So with our label, like, we had other artists sign, but yeah. 
I wanted these artists to also have a stake in either the parent company mm. or they can spin off and build their own label on our foundation mm. and have their own artists, have their own sound mm -hmm. and kind of do that as well. Mm -hmm. And then they can continue to do that. Like what um, Young Money, Little Wayne did yeah. with like Drake. Hey, yeah. use us or yeah. even so cash money, then yeah. Young Money, yeah. and then OVO, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the model. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And everybody eats. And everybody everybody eats. eats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, if you kind of take that kind of example and kind of if you build businesses that way, mm -hmm. You think Little Wayne's starving? He, no, he he's nice. Yeah, you think, exactly. You think Baby from he didn't had to do anything? Exactly. He's like, I built the I built the platform. Yeah, exactly. So Wayne, do your thing, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not gonna stop your show. Exactly. Right? Yeah, we want you to succeed. You know. Yeah, you're cheering the ball. Like, let's go. And you see where you say, Yo, Drake, exactly. go do your yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 I want you to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I think if a lot of businesses mm. did that, mm -hmm. they would have a lot more sustainability yeah. and like continued success through all of the different seasons. Because we're always gonna have a feast and a famine. Yeah. Exactly. You can't yeah. avoid it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think people experienced it during COVID. Mm -hmm. A lot of famine, right? Yeah. So, but they didn't, once again, everybody's building for themselves. Yeah, exactly. They're not building to help somebody else mm. out. And a lot of times people say that's my downfall or like one of my, you know, my weaknesses because I build with the vision of how can I help somebody else as well. Yes, yes. But then you always hear people say, hey, make sure you fill up your cup up first. Mm -hmm. If your cup isn't full, you can't fill nobody else's cup mm -hmm. up. So it's a double-edged sword. So do you believe that? Yeah. You yeah. have to kind of build for yourself. Yeah. And you have to have whatever run runneth over from your cup goes yeah. into the other cups, other cups. automatically, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But me, I'm trying to change that exactly. and do it at the same time. How can I fill my cup yeah. and still fill other cups yeah. at the same time? Yeah, yeah. People seem to think yeah. it's impossible. Yeah. And I haven't really done it successfully on a large scale. I've yeah. done it on yeah. a micro level, yeah. but not on a large scale yeah. where my cup is completely full yeah. and then I'm filling up 10 other cups underneath yeah. me. I haven't been able to do that mm -hmm. yet. Maybe I have my, my cup's half full mm -hmm. and I help fill up maybe three other cups. Mm -hmm. right? but that's that's very helpful because you know what? You're, you're doing that right now. You know what I mean? To, and yeah. even when I met you, you're doing that at Ashley's thing because you know, I remember I met you and you, you like you you knew everything that she's teaching, but you still went out to support her. You know what I mean? And I think we need to do that more. That's why I asked you, do you think that's true? Because I agree with you. Yeah. You know, and you coming over here, being on this podcast, you know, it helps me and hopefully, you know, it gets your word out there too. And more I people know about crypto, you know, and all that kind of stuff, because that's what we have to do. We have you know, to. we have to come together. So talk talk more about that too. Like why is that important? Cause I think once again, a lot of people are fearful of somebody stealing their thunder or their shine so they're reluctant to help somebody else because they've been backstabbed before somebody's taking their idea mm. taking a deal from them mm. whatever and you're just trying to be helpful i'm mm. sure you've probably lost deals to people you're trying hey yep. let's do a co-deal or yep. co-listing together mm -hmm. and the guy's like oh, i'm gonna take both sides yeah, of the deal yeah, forget yeah, you yeah, yeah. i'm sure that happens yeah, 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 as well, yeah, right? yeah. but you'll still hey i'm gonna do a co-listing i'm gonna mm. do a co-deal because yeah, i want exactly. to help everybody eat yeah but i think our generation because mm. You know, it's very difficult for people to get ahead, mm. right? And even if you have education, you have all these accolades, it's still very difficult to reinvent yourself or whatever it may mm. be. So people are reluctant to partner because mm. they haven't really come across anybody that's been um, forthcoming. Everybody's mm. got kind of ulterior motives. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I hate to say this, but yeah. it's kind of true. I like know. Out of it's, it's unfortunate. Ten yeah, people yeah, you yeah, meet, gotta, yeah. nine out of ten yeah. have an ulterior motive yeah. to fill their pocket. Yeah. And off the back of you being a nice person mm. and giving this information, giving them opportunity. Hey, I, I was working on this thing, but I'm not going to use it. I'll give it to you. Mm -hmm. Like, all right. And mm. the same thing, take it from you. They're not yeah. going to think about. Oh yeah, it was Rich that gave me this opportunity. Yeah. I'm gonna 
You know, forget mm-hmm. about him. Take all the money. Not yeah. even thank him mm-hmm. yeah. for the opportunity. I mean, yeah. I'm not even going to thank him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell him that I made yeah. money over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're gone with the business. Mm-hmm. And they don't call you again for two years. Mm-hmm. Hey, what are we working on today? You got yeah. something else for me? Yeah, 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 and you're yeah, like, yeah. Eh, you don't think about it. Cause you moved yeah. on. You're already doing your own thing. You're yeah. not thinking about their win. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah. And then you may have to stop. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Why are they calling me again two years later? Mm-hmm. Oh, they ate off of me. Mm-hmm. And they think they can eat off of me again yeah, 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 without yeah. having to give me anything off that plate. And that's how a lot of people yeah. operate, which is sad. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know, but we got to keep doing, you know, what we're, we're doing because it is important. And I found, you know, me, honestly, I put my trust in God, you know, because, yeah, you depend on people, you're going to get let down. You know, it's, you know, but, but God always has, you know, he'll give it to you in a, in a different way, you know. And I believe we definitely have to keep serving and we have to keep getting that message out there and keep doing it and, and presenting it, you know. And that's something that stood out with you right away. Like, I just met you and then you're just... Telling me everything, and I'm, I'm asking questions. You're telling me, and even when I'm not asking questions, you're just telling me something <laughs> else, you know. And I'm like, yo, this is amazing. That's why I reached out to you right away. I'm like, it's honestly, pleasure, you gotta man. stay in contact because you know this is something that we need to get more out there. You know, like with not just crypto, but just collaboration. And I know? agree with you. Okay. And to to that point, I mean, to cut you, I think a lot of people once they have the knowledge or they understand, they have the you know like the magic key or the Da Vinci code, they go. I gotta keep it to myself, mm. right? And I've never been that type of person. So if I know it, mm. why would I wanna share it yeah. with people and That's give it. them information to go, hey, here's the information, yeah. do with it what you want. Yeah. If you're gonna try to implement it, you may need my help to help you implement and mm. give you a process, yeah. but I'll, I'll give you the information, yeah, 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 yeah. right? And then most people sometimes are like, okay, Tim gave me all this information, but I still don't know, I don't know how to apply it. Yeah, exactly. Then they'll give me the call, okay, Ah, I, yeah. to, I want to apply this now. How exactly. can I incorporate you with what I'm doing? Exactly. I said, okay, cool. Yeah, let's, let's collaborate. Sure that, of course, of yeah. course. That's how it needs to be. Yeah, trust me. With, with um, real estate, I'm always about cooperating. Um, I, I do a lot of pre-construction as well. Yep. And, you know, I work with a lot of different agents, you know, and I found that that's actually opened up more doors. You know, and I have some agents that I work with uh, in the past. They have something going on in Calgary. They reached out, hey, Rich, I have this going on, you know, because I reached out to them, you know. So, yep. you know, definitely um, thank you for putting that point out because, you know, we need to, you know, reach out more and collaborate more, you know, and, and, and like, you know, as we cooperate, you know, more things grow faster. And I agree with you, right? And I think once back to your point, mm. if we all kind of like build this network of people that, are just gonna keep on like you know like we're gonna feed each other yep. we're gonna give each other opportunities back and forth i think we can accelerate our growth mm. especially in like our demographic yep. our generation yep. a lot faster and be a lot more polarizing mm. because we know this number yeah. the, the you know the control of the wealth mm. is in the one percent yeah we're not in that one percent exactly and we're just trying to claw our way to get a little piece of the pie mm. but we're all going after the essentially you know, the same piece. Mm. In my mind, it's not just the one piece. I mm. think there's multiple pieces, but we're all looking at just one piece and we're all fighting each other for that one piece. I'm like, that's why I kind of pivoted from what I was doing. No, crypto, you know, DeFi, metaverse, mm. you know, like blockchain, mm. NFTs, that's another pie over mm. here that mm. it's kind of even in the playing field yeah, that anybody yeah. can kind of get yeah, in and get yeah. a piece. It's like a big blue ocean that you can just get into it's wide open and there's no barriers Mm -hmm. there's no roadblocks really Mm -hmm. like if you have the ingenuity Mm -hmm. you have the intellect you have the creativity you Mm -hmm. have the business sense Mm -hmm. you have like the sense of wanting to collaborate and Mm -hmm. web3 and this is what this thing web3 web3 is about like collaboration and helping people and Mm -hmm. you can't succeed without doing that Mm -hmm. web2 is like let me build something to sell to you 
That's it. Mm -hmm. And why one was even the corporations build and sell to you commercials, TV show, yeah. everything was built to kind of condition us to buy their mm, products. Yeah. Web two was like, okay. You see the 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 boom of. Um, you are listening to the Wealth Talk podcast, hosted by Richard Adokasi from Create Wealth Network. The Wealth Talk podcast is expanding on the principles that are within the map book, the Mind Assistance Program, particularly the Focus 11, which are 11 aspects that we focus on in life to create wealth. These aspects include mental, spiritual, physical, relationships, financial, yourself, contribution, new, business, learn, discipline. We will feature guests that specialize in these aspects to expand your awareness and consciousness on creating wealth. Thank you and enjoy the show. The dot-com era and all these entrepreneurs, yep. Amazon, yep. Google, that emerged from Web2. Mm. Let me build, like us, the people, build something to give to the people. Yeah. But then it became now kind of Web1. Now the corporations are billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, no, Pay yeah. us to use our services that mm. we initially give to you for free in the beginning. Yeah, 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 now yeah. we got to, you know, it's different. Yeah. Web3 is trying to say, okay, let's rewind the wheel again and do what we tried to do in Web2 mm. the right way. Mm -hmm. Let's build it. Everybody can use it. Mm. It's open. You want to use it? Come use it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we're trying to do here in Web3. Okay. Some people bring in their Web2 mentality. I want to build this and sell it to you and make mm. my money. I don't mm. care, mm. right? Mm. That's a small subset. Mm. I think a majority of people in this space mm. are building mm. and say, hey, use it how you want to use it. Like, even why I use, use board Apes again. They're like, hey, you buy this product from us. Yes, we make a little bit of money from it. Mm. You, but the people, once again, they're able to sell it. Remember, 0.08 mm -hmm. is what they charge you. Mm -hmm. You're selling it back. If you sell it, 120. Mm -hmm. But the smart people are taking the IP, which is the intellectual property, that they own. Yeah. So the company gave them full rights to this image. Mm -hmm. So think about, like, you owning Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Disney would never give you the rights it's, to Mickey yeah, Mouse. Exactly, yeah, yeah. These guys are giving the rights to Mickey Mouse, your mm. own Mickey Mouse, that you can create your own storyline behind it, your own. Oh, wow. So I'll give you an example. There's, a, there's these guys in, um, in L.A., own Board Apes, created um, like a real estate company. It's like a Board Ape real estate company, mm. a restaurant, okay. their own line of coffee, yeah. um, their own medicinal marijuana. Is that own, in the metaverse or the real world? In the real world. The real oh, world. Okay, okay. Their own liquor, okay. branded with their apes mm. that they own. And that's now a brand. So they're selling like their own Mickey Mouse to everybody, but branded on every single product. Yeah. That's so what they can't change that, like that, that's how it is, right? Or they, or they could say, oh, there's a new rule now, your, your uh, thing, like, it, or is it like secure where everyone, this is yours, do what you want with it. Yeah, yeah, you can't change it. It's in the, and once again, it's in the smart contract on the blockchain. Okay. Once it's executed, mm. it's executed. Okay. Right, like you can't go back and change the code. Like, yeah. Once they give it to you, uh -huh. you own it, right? Mm -hmm. But when I, I digress, so the code you can build on top of the code, okay. But the original code you're not stays changing, the same. stays the same. the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, yeah. they're handing it. Hey, we're gonna we we, we built the code mm -hmm. has these features. It looks yeah. this way. We're giving it to you. Mm -hmm. You own the base code. Mm -hmm. You can't use our logo from our company, yeah. but your code, yeah. you can use to do whatever you want to do. You want to go build a car company with your ape and mm -hmm. brand it as. Ape five six seven, or mm. if you create your ape and give it a uh, another name mm. or change the look of your ape, yeah. you can do that. Yeah, and you create a whole business and multiple businesses around this one asset. Okay, and I think that's how the industry has to look at these things. Like, mm. hey, I got this this asset that has IP rights. Let me build more stuff off of it to create 
multiple revenue streams. Mm-hmm. So like these guys that they're doing that, they're yeah. using their one ape or mm-hmm. two apes and mm-hmm. creating three, four, five different businesses mm-hmm. from this one asset that they paid four hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, for. and it's still gaining value. That asset still, still yeah, gaining yeah, yeah, value yeah, yeah, and yeah. still giving them other airdrops that are valuable. Mm-hmm. So they hold the asset. It gives them an airdrop. Okay, say $150,000, another airdrop. Airdrop is like something new that they're adding or something? Where, when I say airdrop, so the company is giving you another asset yes. for free. And okay. They're, they're going to give it to you and you're, you don't have to pay anything else for it. You're not paying gas fees. Okay. They're covering all those costs and they're giving it to you. Okay. And this is for a thank you for being a customer. Okay. Right? Yeah, Think yeah. about like if you, know, you owned um, a Louis Vuitton purse mm-hmm. and they said, hey, Thanks for buying our purse. We're going to give you a pair of shoes mm. and a blanket just because. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Web3, we can, they can do that. Okay. Right? Just because, and there's, I'll, I'll, I'll skip back to something, the music business. There's a mm-hmm. guy named Ryan Leslie. Yeah, I know Ryan Leslie. Yeah. yeah. He kind of was doing this before crypto, before the metaverse, before oh, Web3. Wow. That's why he kind of left the music industry, mm-hmm. the traditional, and said, hey, I'm taking all my music off of iTunes, off mm. of Spotify, mm. I'm going to kill my music label deal. Mm. I'm going to be completely independent mm. and interact with my customers directly. Mm. I'm going to know their birthdays. I'm going to know where they live. I'm mm. going to know what food they like. Mm. I'm going to know their interests. Mm. So I can then reach out to them directly and say, hey, because you bought my album yeah. last year or whatever, mm. I'm going to give you a free whatever, mm. concert experience, okay. a t-shirt, yeah. an exclusive song that mm. I made that's going to be dedicated to you, oh, whatever wow. it may be, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was kind of the beginning of what's happening now mm. in Web3. But that guy's a genius. He went to Harvard yeah. at 16. Isn't like, it one who like, lost his laptop or something? He was like, he had like a big reward for it. Maybe he had some of these files on there already or something. So <laughs> that story, well, I won't go too deep into it. So, what, so he, the laptop got stolen from one of his, he was on tour somewhere, it got stolen. Uh-huh. The reward that he was offering wasn't for the laptop. It was for the information on yep, the laptop. laptop. Exactly. So we got the laptop mm. back, mm. but the person had already wiped it. Mm. So it had no information. So now it's just a laptop yeah, that's worth a thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, for a blank laptop, yeah. I needed the information. information on there. That's what's valuable to yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? That's speaking your language because that's the IT. You got that's it. That's the IT. You got it. Right? You know, so yes, and that's what I'm saying. Like mentorship is important because you're in that game. You know, you're like you're obviously mentor in this whole game because it's brand new. It's a brand new space, so people need need that type of mentorship, right? So, like, what is it that you like that like say if someone wanted to reach out to you, like, you know, obviously you're giving free game here all the time, for sure. But you know, I'm sure there's like a next step, like you know, like people want to be guided in a way or something like that. For sure. So, like, yeah, right now I'm kind of figuring out how do I offer not just a program, but like my consultant or advisor services, which now I do have out there, so people do. Yeah, I'm going to release a project or I'm going to I want to start investing in this space mm-hmm. or I want to you know somehow find my way to work in the space as well or pivot my business mm-hmm. and how do I build my business in the metaverse as well mm-hmm. right so those kind of three or four things I'm starting to consult and advise people okay. on as well and said so I'm pretty visible you can find me on you know LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok I'm mm-hmm. everywhere nice right? nice so nice my web like I'm everywhere so yeah. I'm not hard to get in touch with yeah. but a lot of people do reach out just to kick the tires, which is fine. I'll give some information, but if you're actually serious and want to build something, yeah. we need to have a formal type of understanding of what you're trying to build, mm-hmm. what your budget is, mm-hmm. and we can actually like can help you build it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Not just kick the tires, try to like take some information and do it on your own, yeah. and then you try to come back. Hey, 
I need mm. to quite work out for me. Can yeah. I? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, if you want to really work together, yeah. you know, let's actually work together. Yeah, exactly. Don't exactly. just take the information I'm telling you. Uh-huh. Go make some money quick because you mm. think you can make it quick because of mm. this emerging tech. Yeah. And then you know how to implement it or sustain it properly. Mm-hmm. Right? Like from what, what you're seeing right now, I don't think it's that easy. Like with this, with this game, because I'll, I'll, I'll keep it real. I threw in some money in a few different things, yeah, yeah. but. You know, like you hear about crypto, and I'm sure a lot of people are doing that. Of course. Right? And uh, even one thing, uh, when I told you, we just had Ashley on here, right? And um, she, messaged, she messaged me one time, and she said, oh, it's Ashley. I'm like, which Ashley, you know? Yeah. Because she has like four or five people, you Thank know, you. that have her name and are, are saying they do crypto, yeah. you know? So you're seeing a lot of that right now, you know, on social, you know, where peer people are saying they're, you know, making crypto. So like, I want you to go into that because that's a big deal. I think we need to make people aware of, for sure. you know, and then how do they know, okay, this is the right way you want to get in. So it's difficult because you think about, you know, I'm not throwing any shade at this industry, but there's a lot of people utilizing these multi-level marketing techniques in crypto, mm. right? Because it's kind of like, hey, get rich quick. Mm-hmm. Come here, invest your money, and you're gonna make a hundred grand in within the next six months or yeah. whatever it may be. And people kind of sell people that dream. Mm-hmm. I'm never selling anybody any dream because mm-hmm. I know there's ups and downs, mm-hmm. ebbs and flows and all of that. And I think you have to be able to weed through the people that are you know, trying to just sell you the Kool-Aid and hey, mm-hmm. You know, I'm paid me this monthly fee and I'll teach you how to trade or Mm. invest or whatever, or or copy my trades, if Mm. that, right? And there's nothing wrong with that per se if you're transparent with, hey, results are going to vary across the board. I'm not guaranteeing you're going to make a return on your investment here, Mm -hmm. right? But that disclaimer isn't there a lot of times. Yeah. So people go and pay a thousand bucks for a program to learn to trade or whatever, or they'll put in a thousand bucks in a arbitrage mm. trading system mm. and it's an automated system but not understanding that there's another layer hey you got to mm. bring people in to sign up underneath you mm. and if they don't invest your percentage is lower mm. then i really give people all of that context to mm. me you know what they're getting involved in and i think that's what kind of turns people off mm-hmm. because like oh i thought i was gonna make yeah whatever xyz you said that in the elevator pitch yeah, yeah, yeah but you didn't tell me the fine print mm. and there's always fine print mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whereas there's very few people that are very forthcoming hey i'm gonna give you all this information mm. at a very high level mm. that you can probably take some principles and if you want to go on your own and dig deeper you can yeah but i'm trying to give you enough for you to understand that you just don't jump in this and start making money mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i've been in crypto for quite some time yeah I didn't really buy my first NFT until like September, October of 2021. So oh, I'm still wow. fairly new in NFTs, mm-hmm. but I took my time to kind of understand. I heard about it, mm-hmm. but I was still focused on crypto before I went into NFTs, yeah. right? And I said, I don't know what this is. I don't think, I don't really understand the yeah. use case of it. Yeah. But I sat on it and said, missed the board apes. I missed all the big ones because uh-huh. I was just trying to learn. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then finally I said, okay, I think I know enough. I was hearing too much about it. Yeah, yeah. Let me take the time and really start to invest in my time to learn. Mm-hmm. And once I started to learn, I said, okay, I can start purchasing certain assets that I now understand. I talked to the founder. Yeah. I talked to the developer. Okay. I talked to the artist. Mm-hmm. If I don't, if I can talk to those three things mm-hmm. in the business, mm-hmm. I don't even invest in it. Okay. That's just And me. they're accessible? Like the, yeah. Okay, okay, and okay. And three. They're accessible. Okay, okay. That's kind of like the the other, you know, endearing quality of Web3. Mm. The founders are accessible. Mm-hmm. You can't just go and call Elon Musk no. or yeah, Mark exactly. Zuckerberg. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. I don't like the way you're building this business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Web3, you can mm. say, 
I don't like the way you're building this business. Mm. Here's some ideas. Or tell mm. me why it's going this way. Or tell me why you chose that. Mm. And me, I'm a, as you can tell, I'm a very inquisitive person. And yeah. I, I hold founders accountable. Yeah. I understand I've been a business founder myself. Yeah, exactly. And my partners, my clients, our fans hold me accountable. Like, mm. Hey, why did you guys do this? Why yeah. didn't you do that? Yeah. I'm, asking, I'm expecting the same type of transparency from those founders as well right mm. so that's kind of like my keys of what you know allow me to invest into nft projects because if they don't have a business structure behind them and i can ask a few questions to qualify them off the bat i already know what to ask them yeah i can tell okay you're here you're trying to make a quick a quick bet. yeah yeah you're trying to flip mm. and trying to mm. steal the money and run away yeah and you don't care if it goes to zero tomorrow mm. you mm. made your two million three million four million in the first day and yeah gone. Mm -hmm. and that happens yeah, yeah, yeah but now there's also now um like a governing body tax force okay that's now targeting those people that steal people's money from these rug pull projects yeah yeah, yeah. and people are so people now every week mm -hmm. are getting indicted Mm. And you're getting sentenced to 20 years yeah, in jail yeah, 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 yeah. plus restitution. Mm. Federal prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. just say I'm going to go to, you know, like yeah. the jail cell up the street. No, yeah. no. You're getting shipped away. Okay. You're going to go to, you know, yeah, the yeah. big boy jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of frauds and all that stuff going on. Like, like serious. I guess because crypto's so new, That's nobody what knows what it is. That's what right? it is. Right? And people want that quick money. You know what I mean? And, you know, throughout this whole conversation, you've been talking about long-term plays, right? You know, you know that it seems like the, in the crypto as well, you're in a long-term play. So I want you, you know, before you fully wrap, I want you to go into that. Like, you know, why, why, is this, why does your mind feel like that? And why is it important to think long-term? For sure. So I guess me too. Every time I built a business, I'm thinking about five years out, 10 years out kind of thing. Cause I'm not just, yes, I want to build it quickly enough to make it start generating revenue so we can keep the business going and mm -hmm. pay our family and everybody can be, you know, eat food. Yeah. But I'm always thinking, okay, what can I do to sustain this long term? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't think people think even three years, people barely think three years ahead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So once again, my business, but what does that do for you when you think long term, like say in the past, like what have you found that do for you? Like when you're thinking long term, for sure. Yeah. So thinking long term allows you to, actually like start to theorize what is going to be a sustainable business strategy mm -hmm. that can once again be implemented you know through every year through every season good and bad mm -hmm. that's going to guarantee that this is going to keep the lights on mm -hmm. that's thinking long term in my opinion right yeah, yeah. so even when i invest i think about the same thing okay, what is this blockchain or this coin or this nft or this technology going to do three years down the road, right? Because mm -hmm. if they don't have a plan for what's going to happen in three years mm -hmm. down the road, that means they're not going to be around in three years, mm -hmm. right? And then I got to now think like a trader and just trade my way out. Okay. Right? Whereas in business, yeah. it's hard. You can't trade a business, no, right? Exactly. You build it, you, yeah. You're going to die with the ship or you, or you make <laughs> yeah, it succeed. Yeah, That's yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no trading out, mm -hmm. right? Once you commit to a business, yeah. Either you're gonna sink or you're gonna yeah you're gonna you're float. float yeah that's yeah, it yeah, right yeah, yeah. so that's how I've always thought about and you go to business school mm. MBAs mm. three to five year SWOT analysis like mm -hmm. and they say the first what you know I forget what the percentages yeah. right but X Y Z percentage of companies yeah. fail within the first three years and they never mm. come back and that's it bankrupt onto the next thing, right? Mm. So when I hear that metric, I'm like, no, no, I want to survive past the three years. Yeah. Right? Where, once again, I now have a sustainable foundation that can build other things on top of and I can continue to build 
until they die. Yeah, yeah. Right? And pass it down to my children yeah. and, and bring family in so they can create revenue for themselves mm-hmm. and create their own dreams off of the foundation that I built. Mm-hmm. Generational. 1,000%. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, sad to say, this generational wealth, it has to start with our generation. Yep. Our parents... You know, they didn't have. They came here. That was a big. That was a big thing. They did. Yeah, they came here. Exactly. But they had all the odds stacked against yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Whereas us, we had things more in our favor. Still stacked against us, mm-hmm. but in our favor. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, the least we can do is try to figure out a way to set up our lineage mm-hmm. for the next hundred years. Yeah. And that's what every other culture that's been successful mm-hmm. for the ages. Yep. That's what they've done. They're, okay. How do we set up generational wealth? And they look to the youth. Okay, we've got it this far. It's going to be the youth that kind of innovates and figures out how do we build on top of the foundation that my grandfather built, mm-hmm. or my father built, or my mother built, mm-hmm. or my grandmother. How do we build on that? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us don't even think that way. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like, how can I build my own to get my own little bag? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay, what's been built mm-hmm. by my friends or my family or my co- whatever mm-hmm. that I can continue to build? And we have a huge network. And mm-hmm. we all... Mm-hmm. Reap the benefits because yeah. we're all intertwined. Yeah. So you may have a real estate business. Mm. I got a crypto business. Yeah. This person's got a rest like a mm. food service business. Mm. This person's mm. got a, um, uh, let's call it event planning business. This person yeah. has whatever, yeah. right? And we just keep on building our mm. networks of, and we all can just work together. Together, yeah. And yeah. then sustain that mm-hmm. to the end of time. Yeah. Right? I think that's what we need to really focus on doing. Yeah. Back to your point, we don't do enough of that. Yeah, exactly. So we're always in competition to. Mm. Get to the so when you're competition, you're thinking short term. You're saying, I think so. Yeah, I agree. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't think it's really competition at all. I agree with you 100. There's enough pie mm-hmm. for us all mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. eat. Mm-hmm. It isn't just one little slice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure, the entire pie is yeah. there. Exactly, exactly. Right? But you got to yeah. change your way, you're, change your we, thinking. Yes, and change the way you view the world. Exactly. Like, yeah, like there's so many ways to get to success. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how I look at it, anyways. Right? Yeah, it's the truth. It's the truth because like. Even with, with real estate, it's the same thing, right? Like, I'm in a brokerage, I'm, I'm with realtors, but I'll still have realtors come on, this, on the show, like, you know, I, like, you know, like, work with them and see how it works. Because like you said, there's no such thing as competition because each of us are all unique, you know? So we all have our unique touch to something, you know? You like, it. we all have, you know, that approach that we came. Like you said, people approach you because they knew without you, they wouldn't even be able to do what they're able to do. And that's what we have to see each other. We're all connected. We have traits that we can help each other out in. And I think what you're saying is very important because a lot of people don't know how, how to identify their weaknesses and mm. how to then um, reach out to people that have strengths yes. in the areas that they're weak in. Yes. And nobody wants to acknowledge their weakness because they think it's a vulnerability. Mm. And I think that's, you know, we've been conditioned to not talk about our weaknesses. Even if you go for a job interview, mm. they never really, they, sometimes they do, but mm. really go, what are your strengths? Yeah, How exactly. can you benefit yeah. our business mm. if we hire you? Mm. Don't, and, and they never talk, hey, what is your weakness? And how can we help you in our business to build strength out of that weakness? Mm. So we're conditioned. Of course we are. Big time. That's serious. Right? Think about your schooling, right? Like, yeah. if you have a weakness, okay. like, you know, I think about, I wasn't always a great speaker, mm-hmm. right? I don't know why, but I just never was at school, right? Mm-hmm. So people may have thought about it. To me, I, I wasn't. So that was a weakness of mine. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't really, you know, you weren't um, taught to target your weakness. Okay, mm-hmm. you're not good at that. You're good at math? Mm-hmm. Focus on math. Mm-hmm. Are you good at sports? Focus on sports. Okay. Don't, don't they were training yeah, or yeah, teach yeah, you to yeah, work yeah, on yeah, the weakness. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you're not yeah, good at that? Yeah. 
it's okay, pivot somewhere else. Mm. I understand it. Mm-hmm. But now as I got older, I said, no, no, I want to work on my weaknesses because yeah. I don't really want to have weaknesses. I want to have multiple strengths. strengths. I understand you have yeah. to have weaknesses yeah. and points, but I want to always be able to learn and build on mm-hmm. and turn those weaknesses into strengths in some shape, way, or form. Yeah, and if there's other people that are strong in those things, then they can help you build that strength. One thousand percent. I don't want in back to that point too. I would love to work with those people that have those strengths, mm. but not just to hand it off to them. I want to learn. Mm. I want to study yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, Why yeah. do you have that strength yeah. that I don't have? Mm-hmm. And I may never be as strong as them in that place, but if yeah. I can have some bit of the knowledge that they, I got from them from having that strength, yeah, like an overview of it, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I have more tools in my repertoire mm. to attack the world in a positive way, right? So that's yeah. kind of how I look at everything. That's why I kind of dabble in so many industries, right? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to have as many tools in my tool belt, right? Mm. But I think what's that saying? And I don't, I don't want to butcher it, but to go. Um, you know, uh, a jack of all trades is uh, what a master or something. Yeah, but yeah, then there's another. Yeah, exactly. But uh, 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 what was the other piece of it? Um, but like, uh, for, I'm gonna butcher it, man. But uh, I, I read the full uh, quote recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it says like a, a jack of all is better than a master of one or something like right, that. So yeah. they go. End of the day, yeah. having all those multiple talents and skill sets mm. is still better mm. than being a master of one. Mm. Right? Exactly. And, and once again, the media has yeah. cut off the yeah. second half of that quote yeah. for so long. Exactly, exactly. All you hear is yeah. that. Your parents yeah. tell you, oh, you can't be a jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. 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 But then the actual quote says, no, 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 it's actually kind of good to be, because that's how you learn. It's exactly. how you expand your brain, yeah. your mind, right? yeah. your soul, yeah. your spirit. Yeah. Is you try to learn as much yeah. stuff as you can. Exactly. That's what you said. We are conditioned mm-hmm. to think we can only do one thing. Mm-hmm. We're conditioned to yeah. not look at the things we're weak in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, you can only be good at one thing. Yeah. You can only master one thing. Yeah. Focus on that. Go to yeah. school to study this specific mm-hmm. thing. So you can only work in this industry for mm-hmm. the rest of your life mm-hmm. to retire. Mm-hmm. And that's all you're going to mm-hmm. do. And I never believed in that. Okay. That's why I've always kind of tried and experimented and taken risks in yeah. so many different industries mm-hmm. because... I never wanted just to be. But that, was that just you personally, or did yeah. someone put that into your mind? Like, I think me personally. Okay, okay. Because right? you know, you know, family, friends, yeah. they always say, "No, no, just yeah. stay at the yeah, bank. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, Retire. Yeah, you're yeah, good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I can do so much more. Mm, 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 this is good. Mm, mm, this is cool. Yeah. But I want to do so much more with my life. Yeah. And be able to help more people. Me yeah. making a good salary is only helping me and exactly. my immediate mm-hmm. household. Mm-hmm. Not even my family. It's my household yeah. who live with me. Yeah. Right? My wife, mm-hmm. my daughter, or whatever. That's that's all I'm helping. Yeah. I can't really help anybody else. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not making enough to help my sister's family yeah. or my cousins mm-hmm. or my parents. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm making, I make enough for me to live a good yeah. life. Yeah. Enough for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I looked at entrepreneurship and building. I can build something so large that it can trickle over to help so many more people, mm-hmm. not just my media family, yeah. my family around me, mm-hmm. my partner's families. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. extends yeah. Yeah. so yeah. much further than yeah. just the one person making a good salary. Yeah, man. That's For sure. No, you're a servant, man. And, you know, keep serving. I appreciate you because, Thank you, you know, man. contribution is key. And I see that's where your mindset is, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. It's about everyone else, you know. And that's what we're about here with the wealth because that's what wealth is. It's about feeling good. And, you know, we want everyone to get the experience, you, you know, it. to feel good, you know, to be appreciative of life experiences that they're, they're living in. You no, know, but I appreciate you, Tim, man. Honestly, Rich. You, you went in, man. You, you give a lot of gems, man. I appreciate I hope it wasn't too much. I no, no, the, you gave exactly what it was because that's the more information that you give, you know, the more aha moments are going to come out. You gotcha. know, and the more, like that, 
you know, the, those little key pieces, you know, like, okay. trust me, I learned so much from this that I know so many people are going to. And you're always welcome, man. This is something that we want to keep going and keep going. Back, and man. it's yeah. going to grow because of you. So I appreciate you, man. Yeah, Rich, Get this worldwide like you, international, you know. <laughs> we all can be that, man. Exactly. That's what we're here for, to collaborate and kind of empower each other, man. I think yes. that's important, too. So when you call me and say, hey, I say, yeah, I want to come support what you're doing because, mm. you know, with the, this podcast and sharing the, the knowledge and the wealth, and mm-hmm. I've watched the other ones in the past. And nice. And once again, before I met you, mm-hmm. so I'll give you this quick. Before I met you, because I know one of your, your past guests, and okay. I had seen this person post something. Okay. I'm like, man, that's a good interview. Oh, for real? Okay. And okay. I was already a fan, but I didn't know it was you. And oh, then you nice. sent me the link of the full. I'm like, oh, shoot, this yeah. is your thing? Oh, wow. That's it. So even when we connected, you see, that's how we're meant to connect. I'm you know? telling you, man. You know, I, I, really, I really believe in uh, energy, and, you know, and, and obviously the ultimate energy is love. And, you know, um, I've been finding myself connected with people on that frequency, you know, and, you know, I know that's what you're all about. It just exudes out of you. Like, you know, you're out here to serve. You're out here to help. One thousand percent, man. Yeah. You know, appreciate you, bro. You know, thank you. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. So I know any parting words. Oh, man. Like the parting words I would say is like, don't be scared to experiment. Right. Don't Mm. be afraid to venture out into the unknown because mm. I think the unknown is kind of where you find the magic mm. and that's why I've always kind of tried to be on the cutting edge of things and mm. I'm not afraid to jump into the deep end I may mm. not be the best swimmer mm. immediately but mm. I'm going to figure out my way when I'm in the mm. deep end and I'll figure it out right people look at me and think I'm crazy because I keep on doing this yeah. right and I don't want to say I'm addicted to it yeah. but I'm on this journey. I'm, mm-hmm. I want to accomplish something so large that, once again, helps an abundance of people, mm-hmm. right? Like, beyond just what I can reach, yeah. you know, with my yeah. hands. I want it to reach worldwide. People like, man, whatever, you know, was built from, you know, what Tim was building to help all these different people in different industries, mm-hmm. it's trickled over so much further than, mm-hmm. you know, what his initial idea was. Mm-hmm. Right? And I always want to be able to push that forward. So anybody, I want them to do the same thing, just... Think outside of yourself and try to just build something to help. Yeah, help the the world be a better place. Essentially, right? yeah. And when you think about blockchain, mm-hmm. that's the purpose of to make things better, right? Mm-hmm. To make our financial system more efficient. Okay. To make you know the usage of technology more than one dimensional. Make it like multi layered usages of technology. Yeah, the technology solves all these problems in the world with just not the economy, with the the environment, Mm -hmm. with sustainability Mm -hmm. of, you know, your health. Technology can help so many different things Mm -hmm. and provide so much value. You know, it's unlimited. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the piece that's lost on a lot of people. Okay. Because they they don't see it that way. They think it is very... Yeah, when people are, yeah, one trap minded, so like you said, have a wide open thing. And yeah, you need that open ear, open mind. And, you you know, and and that's why I guess you're so approachable. You know, that's why I guess you hear people out. And that's what it is. So please plug in, you know, how to reach you again, you know, so you can have that on here. Simple. So it's just CEO Tim on every social media. So Instagram, Twitter, um, you know, uh, TikTok, Facebook. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, my old website that, oh, I'll give you this piece too. So I built this old website probably. Uh, 2008-ish when I was at the bank. So when okay. I started to do like my business degree and my Six Sigma and stuff, mm-hmm. and it was actually a former partner of mine that came to me with this idea. He was like, hey, we should build this website and this knowledge that you hack. I've always been given knowledge. Yeah. He's like, 
let's put it into like this blog format and write articles mm. and have it be like a repository so people can come back and search business plans, okay. strategy, okay. investment, anything you want to just learn about. Mm -hmm. And I have all these articles just oh, wow. there. And I never, I just kept on paying the, the yearly the renewal the fee for the domain. Okay. Oh, nice. And it's so kept it's still it there. Up. It's still up there. Okay, so what's that site? So it's uh, called torontoisminecom Okay. It's what I'm saying. It's an old structure, but I haven't yeah. changed the design uh -huh. of it. But because if I do that, I can't have the information categorized the way it is. So oh, okay. It's really just a database. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nice, nice. But if you use the search button, yeah. you can search a whole bunch of stuff, and nice. the data, it's still there, and it's very relevant information. Okay. And I, I wanted to build that for free. So mm. me and my partner said, hey, let's give this to the people for free, mm. because this is valuable information that is... That um, you use. That I use, mm. but it was also information that is um, gate-kept. Okay. Right? By... The higher powers mm. by the educational system like you mm. have to pay us this fee to get mm. this information and i was always in the belief that yeah. the information should be provided for yeah. free okay. if i want to pay for that which is cool yeah. you're going to teach me how to implement the knowledge mm. not just give me the knowledge mm. is there yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. i found a way to kind of give people the knowledge oh nice from the, the mba textbooks like i gave knowledge okay Plus, I kept the website open. No, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. My pleasure, man. All right. Yeah. So that's what it is. We have Tim over here. Eccles. Yes. 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 Yeah, you got it. Eccles, man. You know, and he's such a good vibe. Make sure that you go onto, you know, all of his pages. Show him some love. And, you know, reach out. Reach out. You know, um, I had Aaron Charles on here. And he said something um, that was impactful as well. And he said, you know, how can I help you? You know, and, you know, I'm on that tip too, you know. So 100%. even with me, like, let me know how I can help you in whatever 100%. it is that you're doing. I appreciate you know, that. And, yeah, and, and, and anyone else, if you need help, reach out to us. You know, that's what we're here to be. Here that's to be that that's the name of the game. We're going to help each other because we're building. We're, yes, we're still young, but we're not, you know, we're still old enough to have experience in Guys, we see what it was, yeah, and yeah. we know what it can be. So mm -hmm. let's start doing this now. It's yeah. never too late to build oh, with for sure. you know, your fellow. Like you said, being. it's up to us, right? You it's, said it. It's up to our generation. We got to do it. It you is know, for right, sure. and it's pressure on our shoulders. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a good pressure to have because mm -hmm. we're the ones that are kind of like forging this path that yeah. have never been walked before. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, right? yeah. So yeah, for sure. it's exciting, man. Yeah, it man. Is. All right, so that's what right. it is. Well, top podcast, amazing episode as usual. You know, make sure everyone subscribes to this. You know, we're, we're trying to make this grow. And, you know, we're based in, in the GTA, man. GTA, there's so much talent. There's so much entrepreneurs. There's so much that's going on over here. And we just need more outlets. So that's what we're trying to do here. Thank you for tuning in. All right. God bless. Yeah.